you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Want to see me do it big? I can show you how it goes. Take you from an amateur to being professional. I can have you swag surfing. <laughs> um, see, the, like that newer hip hop stuff. Like I, I'm just clueless with that stuff. Like, I mean, do you think I listen to newer? Any, anytime we do like the classic rock and stuff, like I always. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. <laughs> I don't know what Dom listens to. Uh, Greta Van Fleet and uh, fucking uh, Riff Raff. That's about it. I don't really listen. To I have no idea, anymore. Dom. Um. Let me find another part of the song because that was kind of rough. Yeah. I can turn you from a human to a carter. You do something that's classic rock. You'd get it if it was classic rock? Oh, I always guess it right. Oh, Oh, shit. I'm listening to the podcast. Well, see, Tyler doesn't. I try to get the songs that Tyler. You picked the wrong genre. Hold on. There's a reason. Uh, I can turn you from a human to a carter, take you off the bench to turn you to a starter. Then I take you home and put you on a charger. Then my car transforms to a charter. That's Lil Wayne. I don't that know is what song Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil Wayne, but I don't know what's uh. Wait, oh, fuck. I can transform you, Chris Brown. <laughs> what uh, what song is it? I can yeah, transform you, Chris Brown. I can transform you. Yeah. Didn't oh, you gotta listen to it. Doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, that doesn't sound fucking well, familiar hey. at all. Uh, listeners, if you want to listen to it, we have a Spotify playlist with all of our intro songs. That's the plug. <laughs> um, what's up, everybody? Scarnoise Boys here. Uh, this week with Chris Brown, not the one from the song. I get it now. <laughs> you know, dude, I try to make a theme for these. This should be a giveaway. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? How are you guys? I'm... I'm um, flattered that you invited me onto the podcast. Yeah, well, hey. uh, Tyler Tyler told me who was going to be on. I said, oh, Chris Brown, he's the guy who uh, got us in touch with Smokini. <laughs> yep. right, 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 that's right. Yeah. That was a year ago at, at Lazona Palooza. That that's was. why I thought of it. I'm like, you know, I, I they're doing the Lazona Palooza um, virtual event, and then I remembered that, that last year. Chris was down there and ran into Kim and oh. warned her about uh, Dom, and then she got the restraining order. <laughs> oh, it, well, uh, I, I told I, I asked her. I said I said do you do you listen to any of the cigar podcasts? And she I think she named a couple of them, but but she didn't know yours. And I I mentioned it. I said oh you got no one does. I mention you every time. And Tyler's like not me. It's Dom. <laughs> but she was uh, she was flattered and she said oh, I'll have to check it out. You know once I gave her some background. But, Nice. Uh, Kim, we know, we know you're listening right now. Uh, we'll get you on again. Definitely. Yeah, she's listening right now. Uh, what's everybody smoking? I'm doing the um, the new Viaje Edición Limitada, the double Robusto Maduro that just came out like a week ago. So I've, I've smoked the other three sizes. This is the last one. I'm smoking the TAA Tatuaje 2020. And I'm smoking the, uh, it came out exactly one year ago, the surrogate uh, AKC. Nice. Um, yeah, San Andreas. Um, 
Chris, I smoked those, um, those Viajes, and so that was like the last cigar I smoked before um, I lost my taste buds. And then I, I had one, I had two of them in the last couple of days. Um, I have a feeling, I don't, I feel like they need a few months. Um, I yeah. don't know if that's been your, so that, that cigar is, it's the, um, there's like a million different unleaded, leaded, but this one I think has got Medio Tiempo on it, in it, and then he did a wrapper swap to San Andreas, right? Right, right. The leaded has the Medio Tiempo, or or at least a, some sort of a Corona priming, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, I, what I find with any, like any, all four of these have, have had, um, like all four have been very different as far as the body of the smoke. Um, and I'm, I'm one of those like, people that really tries to adhere to using body, not to describe like the strength or the intensity of flavor or anything like to me, body is all about mouthfeel. Um, so I've noticed that just the, the density, um, you know, of the bunch in the cigar, like, uh, like the Corona Gorda size that I smoked was, had a very loose draw and it was just a palate scorcher. Like it was, you know, I couldn't taste the, the next two cigars I smoked later that night after. Yes, I had one yesterday, and it, I couldn't smoke any of the, everything else I smoked that day. I couldn't, I smoked the new uh, La Tillier, and I couldn't taste anything on it. So, yeah, that thing was, uh, Yeah. it was the Corona Gorda I had. Um, yeah, and that's what I noticed. Like, it's it's not just a blend of tobacco. It's it's the specific construction, sometimes dependent on the Vitola, like whether it, you know, the how it affects your palate and just the, like the overall body of it. But that's my two cents. Yeah. I'm, I find myself. So, um, a good friend of mine, um, Alex, he works at, the um, at like country with me and we're always fighting over, um, Lanceros kind of like Coop and bear, um, <laughs> where he loves Lanceros and I don't, it, they're just, to me, it's too much work to smoke. I'd rather, I would rather smoke a six by sixty than a Lancero. Did you, I mean, those, I uh, did you get one of those Cookie Monsters? No, I didn't grab one, dude. We had a hundred of them, and they went pretty quick. I think we had yeah, one why, left yesterday. Why did those sell out so quickly? Like it's lost and found, right? Yeah, I had no idea why. I was not expected. Like there was people. Like I feel like I got a pretty good, um, a pretty good uh, pulse on whoa on like cigars. I did not see that one being so fucking popular. No, I mean, not, none of the Lost and Found stuff has sold out real quick in the last, like, two years. But that thing no. just blew. Like, it's gone. Yeah, I still have um, the no free lunch at the at the shop, a whole bundle yeah. of them. Well, correct, correct um, me if I'm wrong, but most uh, Lost and Founds don't have a ban, correct? It's just the packaging? Yes. I'm yeah, thinking true. that could have had something to do with it. Because if people are just throwing these in their humidor and they don't have a coolant or anything, they probably want it labeled somehow. Yeah, and I think, and the band just contributes to overall appeal. You know what I mean? Some some people just get annoyed at, you know, bandless cigars just in general. I've heard that from many people. Yeah, I think you should. I mean, that's the thing. Like if, like when they were coming out with like the the popsicles and there was three cigars in there. Like I'll buy a you know without sight unseen, I'll buy a three pack, you know, if all the packaging together. But to buy just a whole bundle of ten without even trying it, that's a hard. Kind of a hard sale, I think. Yeah. But um, I guess where I was going before, oh sorry, Dom was with uh the sizes and and that uh new viaje, uh like the 
they have like a short fatter one that I like that size. I think it's like a five by fifty four or something. I think that's what I'm smoking as five and a half by fifty four. Double yeah. double stuff. Yeah, I like that size. And it's like this surrogate I think is a fifty four. Yeah, it's the sun crusher, right. Yeah. Five and an eighth by fifty five or five and a quarter by fifty five. Yeah, you'll see a lot of fifty five ring gauges. No, no. Usually it's like an even number. No. no. I, I it's funny you mentioned fifty five, like they half wheel today just had the article that they're that AJ Fernandez that was the TAA last year, the Redondo mm-hmm. was going full production now and it was like it got obliterated like in every oh, year, I think. Uh, everywhere I go, yeah. I have, <laughs> but the, for some reason, they're like, oh, let's go full production with this thing. <laughs> full steam ahead. <laughs> and then um, I busted open um, on deck. I got a, uh, I, I have a box of each of these, the um, Viaje Skull and Bones Daisy Cutter. Oh, and yeah. And the, the Skull and Bones uh, WMD. Yeah. What'd you think of those? Uh, I thought this, the, the Daisy Cutter was phenomenal. Um, and the WMD, I don't think I... I only smoked one of them, um, and it, it. I heard I heard some people saying they had burn issues, but that's. I mean, that's. You know, when you smoke a cigar that's you know, three months old or whatever, like any new cigar can have burn issues. Like let them, you know, most people age a lot of Yahe stuff. Like let's come back to it in a year. Yeah, so these I, I just checked with Half Wheel when they came because I now I'm going to start dating my boxes, and it came out in June, but um. So I mean that's five months. I just hate breaking open boxes. That's why. I think I bought a five of these, and then when I was in Austin, I bought a couple more of these, the um, uh, WMD, but I just hate cracking open boxes, so I cracked open, pulled one out. And then you got to do it, man. Get over the fear. I don't like that they come in, um, they come in a sealed bundle, like, and then, like a cello, the whole bundle is celloed, and then each cigar is celloed. Yeah. And I don't like that extra cello on there. There's no reason for it. No, but, uh, oh, so we were talking about this before the show started. So last podcast, my, uh, well, first of all, um, I burnt my uh, lip eating dinner. So that's my first health problem right now is I got a burn on my, uh, mouth, roof of my mouth. Secondly, uh, it did turn out I had COVID. <laughs> so, <laughs> when a podcast almost threw up on, on the podcast. <laughs> yep. I, uh, um, that was like. I got tested like a week later after that. Like I was talking to my boss at work and I'm like, dude, I my taste like, bro, you have to go get tested. I'm like, what? He's like, you signed something that like electronically that if you have any symptoms, you have to get tested right away. So it was a hassle to get the fine testing. And then I had to wait two days to, I had to wait two days to get the test. And then I had to wait two, uh, two more days to get the results. And it came back positive. So then like, yep, well, you can't come back to work for, it was like 10 days or something. So I finally got my taste buds back. I would say Sunday, I would say about 80% and today I'm at like 90%. But then yesterday I had that Viaje and that just wrecked my palate. So I was kind of getting worried. I'm like, why am I regressing? I should be getting better. But um, so I think I'm back to a hundred now. Few, few questions. First of all, what cigar did you smoke to uh, determine whether your taste was back or not? Do you have a tried and true one that you... No, that's a good question. No, I just... Mm-hmm. Um, so a while ago, we had these Padron 7000 Maduros that came in. But they're, they're a big ring gauge, but the box is all damaged. So like three of them, 
um, were like, like beat to shit. So I just cut like the broke part off and just threw in my humidor. I'm like, eh, if I'm doing something around the house or I'll smoke them, which is weird. Like I'll have these cigars that I plan on smoking when I'm not like thinking about the cigar and I never get to them. So I smoked that on the podcast last week or two weeks ago. And then I smoked another one, you know, because I'm like, they're damaged. But um, those were the cigars that kind of tested my palate with were those damaged Padrones. Just kind of funny. Um, also, you pretty much live at either of your jobs, your two jobs. So what did you yeah. do this week? Did you, did you pick up a new hobby or something? Uh, Paint any pictures? I listened to, thankfully, there was a shitload of uh, podcasts going on. Um, so I listened to those. I watched... I was talking to Chris, and I ended up finishing uh, Utopia. Um, oh, yeah. I watched The Queen's Gambit. Um, oh, how are that? It was all right. The chick's hot, so that's all yeah, I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. Um, it was enjoyable. Um, I bought a bunch of books, but I, I didn't read any of them. <laughs> you always plan on doing shit because I like. I felt fine. I just couldn't taste anything. Like. I was tired, but I figured I was tired because I was just laying around the house. Like I'd stay up super late and, uh, um, I'd stay up super late and then, um, I'd sleep in super late. So, and I was doing the fasting thing. So it's like, you know, I don't want to get up if I can't even eat or any, you know, it's like, I'll just, I'll go back to bed. I can't eat anyways. Like that's, <laughs> but uh, I'm pitying yourself. <laughs> I know. Well, and then that's like, I was trying to figure out where I got COVID from. Um, and I guess like one of the coaches at my gym had it. So I'm guessing I got it from kickboxing or some shit. So I haven't been there in obviously in like two weeks. So uh, yeah, it was boring, man. I didn't do shit. I literally like did no projects. It's not like I did. I almost thought about painting my bedroom, but I just, I didn't do anything. Nothing. <laughs> That's home ownership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then I couldn't even smoke. So it's like, like I was like I was uh, watching a podcast last night, and uh, I was watching on my phone, and I was on my laptop, and then like I DM'd uh, Nate on in Instagram. He's like, "Why the fuck are you DM DMing me on here? Why aren't you texting me?" I'm like, oh, "I'm watching this," but he thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, it was just it fucking sucked. You know, it sucked. I've heard some people say it's, it's like, you know, like obviously there's cases where people don't even know they have it. Like they have very few symptoms or mild symptoms, but I've heard some people say it's like the, the word, like, have you ever had the flu? And like, yeah, it's, it was horrible. And they're like, it's 10 times as bad. So, you know, I've, it's, I guess it runs the whole spectrum of possibilities. You have a, a high school buddy who went to West Point and for him, it was really rough and he's in like peak physical condition. Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm glad that like, so I'm like five pounds away from being down 150 pounds. So I'm glad I wasn't 150 pounds heavier when I, you know, who knows what yeah. would have happened. But uh, like I said, like just a little bit of a runny nose, a little bit tired. And then just, it smelled like burnt, everything tasted burnt and, and smelled burnt, you know, it's fucking bizarre. I don't know. I've, I've lost my, my, the. Uh my sense of smell and taste um, like when I was sick before, like in years past, like before COVID, but you know, it's, it was only ever like, you know, 24 hours, you know, where things were just, you know. Well, and then you start, and then you Google it and then it's like, 
person had COVID six months ago, still hasn't re- regained taste or smell. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. So then, like, I was just, like, working myself up, too. I'm like, what if I can never smoke again? I'm like, what am I going to do with all these fucking cigars? And it's like, you know, it's just weird the way you're – because I've, I've lost my, my sense of smell quite a bit. Like, when I had the, the nose surgery, right. um, I didn't smoke for two, two, uh, about two months. And then uh, when I had the uh, my stomach surgery, I didn't smoke for like three weeks because like your my palate completely changed after that. So I had gone through that, but every time I worry, because um, like with that one that went up my nose, that one that was a good possibility that you could lose your your smell forever. Like so, I was worried about that one. But I wonder if it did my if my taste and everything changed a little bit. I mean, I never had like the best palate where I could pick out like uh, blueberries or some shit or gyro meat. You know, I never had that kind of palate. Like, so, like amateur. You know, like what garment came from? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. That would be that'd be dope. Did you guys ever hear Eric Espinosa's story about about Dion Giolito? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh my god, it's I'm not gonna do it justice. I'm not a I'm not a good orator, but. Um, the uh, he tells the story from the the IPCPR trade show a few years ago where I think it was the year they came out with the uh, Laranja and Dion comes up and says you know I, somehow they you know they were talking and Eric gives him one to smoke and and he you know he goes through and he says does this have you know this and he he starts you know rattling off all the different component tobaccos that he thinks are in the cigar basically and Eric's like. You know, yeah, that's in there. Yeah, that's in there. And then he got down to the last one, and Dion says, you know, is it, is it, you know, whatever from whatever, you know, crop or whatever. And Eric's like, no, no. And then, uh, you know, later, you know, either later that day or then the following day at the show, he sees him. He goes, I, I gotta apologize. He said, you're, you know, your, your guess was right. Like he guessed the blend <laughs> of Laranja exactly. Oh my like God. Per component. Like that's how well he knows that tobacco. But, you know, and and. Side note, like I, I believe Espinosa buys a lot of um, a lot of Aganorsa leaf um, for their cigars, or or they did at the time, you know. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was watching uh, a video that they have on um, on their website, and then Eric brought up that he bought buys tobacco from Oliva, so the, my buddy Gus, and then Aganorsa. I I wish I had that kind of palate. Like Skip's got a palate like that too, where he can taste. Um, you know, which, uh, re- growing region. And, and I feel, I feel like, and I talked about this with Terrence, I feel like I can taste Jalapa, you know, yeah, cause okay. I, it's like, Metal? I'm so <laughs> metallic, bro. Metallic. Uh, but, um, yeah. I, like a, to me, I always get like a, like a tea, like green tea or black tea, you know, like that's one of the, the flavors that I associate with it. Well, then it's like, yeah, it's also like, depending on where the fucking Jalapa, you know, there's so many different variables. I mean, this is, this is fucking nuts how, how cigars are. Um, so Dom, I know, I, I, I know you have some topics, or whatever, but I got a topic from, for Chris, actually, cause I know you haven't had any of these. I just made up a list of a few Tatawai cigars and I'm just going to rattle them off. And I want to know if Chris, if, if you've smoked them before. Okay. Uh, the T110. Yes. How was that? 
I don't even remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> um, the Musubi, Musubi, Musubi. You haven't had that one? No, that's one of my white whales. Uh, the whore? Uh, I, yes, I have not smoked one since they were new. And, um, but at the time I wasn't into, I wasn't buying a lot of that, you know, like the single store stuff. I wasn't quite as, as nerdy into it as I am now when that came out. I have one Yep. that somebody gifted me. I haven't had yet. Um, drinking age? Drinking age. Yes. And I have, I have. I have my last one is in has just been sitting in the humidor for years, <laughs> waiting to waiting for some special occasion or something. Um, pork chop and pork tenderloin. Yes, I've smoked bunches of those. <laughs> Which one do you like better? Uh, I'm a pork tenderloin guy, for sure. Mm, I've had two of those. Those come banded, right? And then the pork chops don't come banded. No, the pork chop has the reserve as the tattoo and then the reserve band on it. PTs have no band on it. Oh, okay. Uh, did you try that that govern uh, the cheesesteak one? Mm-hmm. That's a broadleaf one, right? That came out the year before the. Right. Um, yeah, the first year of the what is it called the meat locker or what do they call it? They were gonna do a meat locker, but they never did that, did they? No, no. What's that series called? Oh, potluck. Man. Potluck. Oh, right. Uh, the first year was the government cheese steak which is different from the government cheese. They're both the same Vitola, but government cheese was a dark Sumatra and the government cheese steak was broadleaf. But then it was, then they later that summer, they did the fake meat, which is the basically just the uh, eight baller, but in a round format instead of box press. Uh, what about the, uh, they did the one, um, it had that same kind of packaging. It was a, uh, Cuban or something? Cuban sandwich? Is that something? Or no? Or am I? Or am I thinking of the cheesesteak? I thought it was like. Oh, you said fake meat, right? I forgot. Uh, have you had the the hassle, like the full size hassle? No, no, I wasn't an SNS back then. I don't know what that was an SNS cigar. I don't even know what that is. Hassle. I had the little hassle, but he came out with like a full size one that just says hassle on it. Yeah, that was the. There's been a few. There's like. I want to say there's been like, oh geez, probably like six or eight different cigars that are hassle, you know, something hassle, like mm. PJ 40th and all that stuff. Like, you know, those were all SNS releases. Um, as far as I know, unless like, you know, unless he sent like some bundles to some stores at some point or something. But. Yeah. I'm only, this is my, only my second year in the safety centers. Mm. And then uh, the M80. Uh, yes. I never got boxes of those. Um, but I got them just through trades and stuff over Ooh. the years, but not, not many of them. Like, just like the, just like the whore in the drinking age. Like, you know, I ever only ever got a handful of those. But. What's your, uh, what's your favorite, um, what's your favorite like Coraline Tatuaje and then your favorite, um, um, L.E. Tat. Hmm. You, and then you, you too, Dom, and then I'll answer after you guys. I, th- I really like the pork tenderloin as far as an LE goes. Um, I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm every, every time I, yeah, every time it's Tuesday or Saturday, I think about cracking open my last bundle, but you know, I haven't smoked one in probably a year now, but um, that one's amazing. Um, I really like the, uh, really just any of the TAAs, like any of the broadleaf TAAs are, were awesome. I like all the TAAs to be honest, but the, you know, like the, 
I still have a, a box and a half of the TAA 2015s. Um, the 16s are smoking awesome right now. Um, but then as far as regular production, man, uh, I really, the, uh, uh, the La Mission du Atelier, the San Andres wrap one, um, I know it's a Atelier, but it's, you know, for a regular production, man, you just can't, that short Robusta, the 1959, uh, and then I really like one of the sizes they just discontinued, the 1955. Oh. It's like a Lonsdale. If you like San Andreas, that thing is awesome. So I know you're not a Lancero guy, but you know, it's a it's a Lonsdale. So give it a, give it a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just got all of this slow down and smoke. Uh, Dom, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say, um, between the pork chop and the pork tenderloin, uh, a few years back, I would say that the pork chop was better. Um, but the ones I got recently, uh, I wasn't as big on. So I'm not sure if uh, something changed or if it was my palate that just changed. Um, what's the original size for the, the just a black label? Is it Corona Gorda? Yeah, with the silver and black band? Yeah, the different band. Um, that one's, That's yeah, it's a good two for me. I haven't had the black crack in a while. Those were nice when they came out because I was still commuting. Um, yeah, the, the TAs that I've tried, I wasn't a big fan of the um, the 50 Firth. Uh, I love the band on that. Yeah, I love the band, but uh, I think I love the, that promo video we did. I don't know if I've seen that. It's like do 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 do, and then it would cut and it would show like a different, it was a, a production on there, it was pretty awesome. What about you, uh, Tyler? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, for me, uh, I really like – these aren't these aren't that old. These are actually from, like, two years ago. Part of the potluck is uh, the tender chop and then the bone marrow. Oh, yeah. So, Super limited, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I might have a bundle of each. Uh, the bone marrow is – it's just – it's so fucking weird because it's uh, – it's the bone crusher, um, in guts or whatever, and then with a um, Ecuadorian Connecticut. If I can slide in, uh, the bride. I'm a big fan of the bride. Yeah. Are you? Okay. Yeah. That one really just surprised me. I thought it was head and shoulders above the rest. The monster series for me. The bride. Yeah. I'm, I've always been fascinated by the the lower primings of broadleaf. Like when you think of Connecticut broadleaf Maduro, it's it's usually like you know oily pitch black, you know, um, like when you think of the TAAs when they're fresh, like, but the bride is a, is that like, you know, I don't know if, I don't know what number priming it is. If it's like four or five, like somewhere in there, but, um, but you know, I think they've done a few, I think there's a few others like the La, La Duena, um, mm -hmm. my father La Duena. I think that's the same thing. It's a broadleaf, but it's a lower priming. <clears throat> I'm curious what else there are, but. Well, yeah, I mean, like, usually, like, when you hear Broadleaf, you, like, automatically think Maduro. Same with, like, San Andreas, you um, automatically, like, think Maduro. But there's some lighter offerings out there, like the, like, the Kristoff, um, Pistoff is a a natural San Andreas. Um, and then my, so, I think Pete said that the Bride was, was it the Bride or the Michael was the most misunderstood monster? Did you hear him say that? I, I might have been the yeah, Bride. I don't know. One of his many interviews, he's been all over the place. Uh, yeah, Jesus, everyone has been in the last yeah. six months. <laughs> um, but and then my favorite regular production is the uh, J21 Reserva. Yeah, 
Um, I once smoked three of those back to back, the back, and then I had a, I had a heartburn. <laughs> but I, I like that one a lot. What did you guys think of the 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 broadleaf versions from the broadleaf collection a couple years ago of all the all the regular stuff? You know, I didn't I have. Lo- I love the J twenty one, the original J twenty one Reserva, but the broadleaf. Was there a secondary I, band for those? Yeah. Well, it says Reserva broadleaf instead of just Reserva on the secondary band. But, but the um, you know, I like I still like the J twenty one better than the broadleaf version. Um, but I think the broadleaf J twenty one was the best out of the entire broadleaf collection. So, uh, so the some SNS hate from that. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the regular? So the the regular J twenty one is that part of like the brown label then? Uh yeah, it's the. Uh, it doesn't have that light like the the SW right. It doesn't have that wrapper no, on there. No, no, it, it's the Oscuro. Um, so it's the same. It's same or similar priming to the like the K triple two, and the um, Kohonu two thousand six two thousand nine. Oh okay. You know, it's all kind of that. You know, I don't think I've had a, a regular J21. I think I've only had the Reservas. Um, yeah. they well, that's what I'm saying. The Reserva is the regular one, but then there's the oh. Reserva Broadleaf, you know, that came out in the in the master case and then the 10-count boxes. Oh, shit. Maybe I haven't. I thought that was the Broadleaf that I was smoking, but it's coming in a 25-count box, so that's not Broadleaf then. No, no, I don't think – well – Actually, they might have added a 25 count to the, even the Broadleaf one at a later point, like they did with like the Noeas and, and something else. But dude, I can keep it all straight. <laughs> I don't know who's more confusing, Tat or uh, Lugione for me. Yeah, Tat, Tat is. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I know Dion's portfolio inside and out, and um, I, you know, I, he, the man does not make a bad cigar. Um, but it's you know, it's once you get the original document straight from the other series, like it's you know, it's not. It's not nearly as many as there are tats, like because there's nowhere close to the amount of limited editions and stuff and variations. Yeah, there's just so much, like just the different count boxes, and then like then you got Escasos, and then like you got the Grand Escaso, and then you have like the new Escaso is a slightly different um, um, color, or you know, than that last batch. It's fucking. It's a. I think he said it was a Corojo, whereas the previous one was the. The Ecuador Habano, just a lighter priming, uh, but this one's Nicaraguan Corojo that the Garcias grow. Oh, so which is like on the new Fonseca too, right? Uh, it might be. It might be. Or is that Criollo? God damn it! There's dude, I'm at a brain <laughs> shot. Um, but sticking to, I want to stick with Tat for a little longer. Well, Tat and all the whole thing. Uh, dude, I am fucking stoked for two projects coming out: the surrogate sampler. Yeah. And the Monster Mash. Yep. Well, Monster Mash is going to be like, what, another year or something, or, or eight months or something. But I think the surrogates one's coming soon, I think. Uh, I hope so. I mean, here's the funny thing is, like, you have to really sometimes pay attention because Dan posted, he's been posting that he's smoking surrogates in different sizes, like with the band and all that. And I never noticed it until he posted the sampler. And then I went back and looked at his other pictures, and he, then he was saying, you know, five by fifty. So I'm stoked because I I, I think the Seven Samurai is a good blend. I don't like that size. It's a, I don't like. Um, yeah. I thought that was the weakest weakest link, you know. Yeah, I don't like Figurados, you know, and uh, so I smoked it a couple times. But I'm stoked to try that in a robusto, and I'm I'm stoked to try the the Skullbreaker in a um, 
the Robusto and the Crystal in the, the the satin glow. I think that sampler and it's probably gonna be pretty reasonable. The price is not gonna, yeah. you know. I'm stoked about that. One of them is already a size, right? The animal cracker is already there's already a five by fifty animal cracker. Um, yes, five by fifty animal cracker. Yeah, they because it's yeah they got six by sixty, five by fifty, and then the cracker crumb. Is all That's why they made the sampler. They were like, we got to move all these five by fifty animal crackers <laughs> that have been sitting around the factory. <laughs> In case Dan's listening, I'm just kidding. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I should check the 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 box code um, on that. <laughs> uh we have some at the shop um yeah and the crystal baller i i like um yeah i've, I've always liked the um the that the second size they made of that that's six by 46 um yeah that one's you know i prefer that to the original and the price points on the surrogates is so it's such a fair price too right, right. i think the most expensive is the seven samurai but that's a big ass figurado for 12 bucks you know that's not bad right. And the six by sixties, ten bucks. Yep. Dom, have you smoked much of the surrogates? Um, it's been a while. Um, satin glove, I've smoked crystal baller. Um, what'd you say? The samurai, the one that was figurado. Yeah, that's uh, the Matt Booth. I've had one of those, and that Nod. was just that was uh, it was a bit pricier too, wasn't it? For you, probably twenty bucks. For us, twelve. It was a little too much for me. That's one thing I don't mind about living in the state of Pennsylvania. I know I know it's super nice weather where you live, Dom, and super shitty weather where you live, Tyler, but Dude, I've got three <laughs> I've got three layers on right now. It's cold. Is it? It's California cold. Dude, it's uh I think it was like seventy five degrees here yesterday, which is crazy for November for Pittsburgh. But, um Dang. Yeah, it was a yeah. high, high of sixty one here today. Damn. Wow. Damn. I think it was like 45 here. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, no cigar, no tobacco tax in Pennsylvania. It's like awesome. <laughs> I was going to say our, our tobacco tax is a 50 cent um, cap. Oh, all right. So it's not, uh, it's not horrible. Not, not terrible, no. Um, yeah, I think I, I thought I saw Monster Mash would be coming – you, oh, it's probably so. You have to order at PCA twenty twenty one if that still goes on. I believe. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. That's Pete. You know, Pete's been super behind the, um, you know, the supporting PCA and like putting like, you know, hundred percent effort into that to you know to contribute to all the lawsuits and everything. And 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 kudos to him because that's you know for any manufacturer to just like I don't want to say throw his eggs into one basket, but like he's been a long a long time supporter of the, the TAA and everything. And he kind of basically said like, I'm going to shift all that, that effort, you know, away from these other people, you know, and they have, they can't complain. I mean, he's, he's been a huge supporter of theirs for such a long time. Well, it's funny that there's shops that barely carry any Tatawahe. And then when the TAA comes out, they're like, let me get 50 boxes of it. Right. It's like, well, exactly. <laughs> it's like how many facings of our stuff do you have oh you don't even carry us i'm not gonna uh, whatever but i'm ex- i'm stoked that because he's been carried like those releases um most of uh, the other companies they're so so i mean you have i i think tatuai is by far the best you know padron and the opus stuff has been good um but some of the other stuff has been big time misses you know yeah, yeah especially lately you know i mean the I- 
I really liked the some of the Crown Head stuff from a few years ago. Um, that 2015 Angel's Anvil was was awesome. Um, I'm not a huge Dominican smoker. Um, you know, like there's plenty of people use it. You know, in the in the blend, like I know James um, James Brown uses Dominican quite a few of his blends, but it's just like one single component out of a several. You know, so it's not yeah. like overwhelming, but but um, you know, it seemed like the stuff where they the TAA like the the Crown Head stuff that was higher proportion of Nicaraguan tobacco was the stuff that I liked. You know, the stuff that was like straight Dominican or you know um, or majority Dominican was the stuff I shied away from a little bit. Yeah, it seems like the stuff that that uh, um, Ernie or uh, Carrillo blends that has mostly Nicaraguan tobacco is some of his better stuff. Yeah. Versus. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of uh, kind of like crown heads, um, I really enjoy. I know Dom really enjoyed the uh, four kicks Kappa Special. I'm wearing the hat. I, I'm actually yeah. going to be uh, buying a box of those. For what size? For the small batch. Um, is it the Toro? Yeah. Tyler, Dude, I'll, Tyler. Sell, I'll sell you a box. Okay, Tyler. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go back in time a month. Um, you were going to send me a box of the <laughs> five-year L1 tape. <clears throat> very appreciative. Um, but obviously, that would have been very expensive to ship because it's so heavy. Yes. Um, and if you had shipped it, there's a chance, a possibility, you could have sent your germs through the planes over to me, close the schools. So it's a good thing that didn't happen. Very good. All right, you win. Um so- so what's your what are your guys' honest opinion on that that El Wense five year? Because I've heard, you know, for a cigar that I I don't want to say I expect like Nick's stuff is obviously killer, especially his Thompson stuff. Nothing against the stuff that's made at AJ, that's killer also. But like that's a cigar that I would just you know I would take the Vegas odds like a hundred percent that that cigar was going to knock it out of the park. And I'm actually you know nine out of ten people say it's amazing, but I've heard of a couple people say they absolutely hated it. Some guys on another podcast um, in my next door state here in uh, over in Ohio, um, one of them did not like it. He thought it was pretty terrible. Um, Whoa. <laughs> what podcast was that? I, I haven't tried it yet, Chris, so I don't um, know. It was um, Hot Ticket. They didn't like it? One of them didn't. Oh, okay. Corey. Uh Chris did, and then Corey gave him shit for it. <laughs> but it was, I, I thought it was it all makes sense. <laughs> for a while, I thought it was just one guy, and I thought he had just like taken my Instagram thing and <laughs> did like a double screen and pretend like he was talking to himself or something. Uh, well, two, two brothers, they're in uh, Dayton, Ohio. But I loved it, man. The Eloense, I fucking loved it. I mean, and I hate that size. Um, but I think the fact that you're paying $15 and I know that $5 of that is going to pay for that box. So if Nick ever listens to this, please make that regular production. Even if you have to like dumb down the blend or something and and like cheapen up one of the component tobaccos or something like that to shave off another buck or two. Like, but if you get that in like a 10 or $12 price point, like you would sell the shit out of that thing. But $15. But I, I want the treasure chest. I want the chest. I want it. We only sold them as a whole chest because it's, I mean, that's um, crazy, you know, uh, yeah. 15 bucks is a lot of money for a cigar. And just like when he came out with the uh, 
the Tabernacle Corona. I got one of those um, yeah. chests too. But those didn't sell out real quick. Like I, that, I was going to talk about that. Those were around forever. Yeah, that cigar came out in you know right before the trade show that year. Whatever, I think it was 2017 maybe. Um, and I got it. I got one of those for like a ridiculous deal on Small Batch on their Black Friday sale. Like you know five months later or whatever, they still had them on Small Batch. And I got it for geez, like you know, thirty-five percent off or something. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good cigar. Yep. Um, that's a, so. Well, yeah, I got a, a really good deal on it too. Um, but yeah, those were because that was five hundred dollars MSRP for that chest. Yeah, yep. there was thirty of those cigars in there. Right, right, and it's still it boiled down to like that Corona that was normally like a nine dollar cigar where you were paying like sixteen bucks for it. You know? Yeah. So it was even more than the El Buente, but. And then I got mine, and then the on the edge is there's a, like a little crack in it too. I'm like, oh man, you know. I got rid of mine. I, I it sat here for like a year, and then I did a I did a, a raffle back when um, one of the Facebook groups that was real active back then called Cigar Coalition. Um, I did a a lot of uh, like a Powerball for it, and I included like five of the cigars and the, and the box. You know what I mean? Um, it's such a cool piece, though. Cigars, basically. So. Hey, have any of you guys heard uh, anything about that warped cigar that they did? Uh, exclusively with small batch. I think it was just a Maduro version. Oh yeah, the, I have them right here. I just had a fiver delivered like two days ago. It's the the Jason Dumont. Dumont. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I didn't get any of the the um, the regular ones. Like the original blend was their drop release like a right. month or two ago. I didn't get any of those um, just because they're it's like a seventeen eighteen dollar cigar. So I'm a little short on cash these days. But man, you know, I just saw this and I was like, oh, what the hell? You know, I had some. I think I had some rewards points on small batch to you. So I'm like, I'm right there too. Cause uh, I talked with Ted and he liked it and he said it tasted uh, not like anything in the warped portfolio, um, but it was good. It's just that yeah, price point. Yeah. Kyle said that on, he was on a podcast or something recently. Dojo, right? Oh yeah. He was on Dojo the other night and he said that he's like the, the, you know, the it's I forget the name of the new company. It's like proprietary cigar or something. Yeah. Like that. It's he said he's all the stuff that doesn't fit under the warped umbrella, like you know, not just look, you know, like concept wise, but flavor wise, you know, everything. He's gonna push into that company. So. Well, then he was then he kind of talked about he might use other factories, and then he's like, but I haven't talked to any other factories because that's rolled in, in Miami, right? Right. At Titan. Um. Uh. Did you see that um, one of the Facebook groups, they were fighting about that, that warp thing. It looks like the uh, stolen throne. Oh no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't notice that, but I could, wait, let me look at it here. Uh, no, the, uh, the, 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 the oh. bundle with the wax seal. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh yeah. It's, it's just inverted colors. It's instead of red with a, yeah, oh, no, one with a, that's black with a red wax, I think. Yeah. So I think I saw somewhere that like Pete mentioned that he had that wax seal on like the Drac yep. and then, and then like Lou Liga, do you know him? L of course I know Lou Liga. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he, he started chiming in that, uh, and he said that, uh, um, people have been putting 
cigars in a bundle with a wax seal since the 80s or 90s or something. Yeah. And one of the other guys is like, all right, well, can, can you give me an example? He's like, there's tons of them. He's like, how long have you been smoking? And the guy's like, no, I just started, man. So can you name them? And he's like, dude, there's a million of them. I can't. You, and if I even named them, you wouldn't be able to know what they are. He's like, okay, well, just give me an example. And then he couldn't, he couldn't come up with an example. And he's like, fuck it. I'll just call Kyle on Monday and get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And then I, I checked back to see if he commented on there. Like, were, were they saying Kyle? that it was a, a trademark issue? Just that he copied them. Oh. Or that Kyle copied. Uh, I don't think so. Like this, like it's the a whole fucking. Thing, the whole thing that's going on with like the, you know, like, the, like this is Lazona Palooza time of year, you know, and they did a cigar for, for the Lazona Palooza virtual attendees called the Wick which is capitalizing on the, the fuse, you know, from the firecracker style cigars and that whole thing going back, like, you know, I don't, I don't know the, the Dave Garofalo and the two guys guys, but they seem like good dudes. And I, yeah. I've been listening to their podcast for years and, you know, but I think, I just think all that stuff is like, who gives a shit? Like, you know, like, you know, Pete, you know, Pete's done several cigars with wicks on them. Like it's, it's just, a, it's like, it's like saying like, oh, you can't make a torpedo because I made a torpedo, but you know, one notch more detailed, I guess, but you know, yeah. people take it shit too seriously, whether it's packaging. Now, if someone, you know, I could see someone being, you know, like, you know, for example, there's a Viaje cigar that's, that has the pumpkin on the thing and stuff. And then the Pete's, you know, pumpkins for the, you know, the event cigars and stuff. Like I could see if one person came out with that and the other was like, okay, that's too similar you know, marketing wise, I could see that because you can trademark marketing, like you know. But I, do you know which one came there. first? Did the full harvest come first, or did the the, or did the? I think the full harvest might have come first. Yeah, it did. I think yeah, because the first pumpkins were made. Well, I don't know when they were actually made, like the cigars themselves, but the first showing of them, I think, was the late 2016, the first Tatuaje bus tour. You know when they did like all the all the western like southwest and um, western states like California and you know Arizona and stuff. That was like fall of 2016 was the first time I ever saw them. So I think the VIA was before that. Yeah, but you, I mean Andre and Pete have history going back to oh yeah. you know when Pete called him out for using Candela and the White Label Project when Dion used it and yeah, I would it's. I, I get it. I mean, if, you know, this is your livelihood and you think somebody's biting your style or whatever, I can understand, but I don't know. It's uh, I can see it with the marketing. Like I remember Pete saying recently in, in one podcast that, that, uh, you know, he's like, I ha if someone uses like a lot, something that's too similar to our logo, like he's like, I have to send them a, you know, a cease and desist. He's like, it's, I'm like obligated to, to protect the brand. Yeah, because then you're setting the precedent. If somebody completely rips you off, you know, you have to, you know, everything. Right, it's, that makes sense. It's just like the copying the cigar, like we're using a shape or a wrapper or like the wick, you know, for example, the fuse, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm going to take like the Espinosa guy's side on that. Like who gives a shit? Like we've all been doing this for so long. That's kind of their attitude. Like, you know, they're not directly copying the the marketing of it and, and they're selling the cigars to different people. You know, it's like – Yeah, and and – you know, like Hector said on one of the podcasts is like, you know, you're a small retail shop up in New Hampshire. It's like, it's not, you know, right. like we didn't know you were doing it. And Eric flew up there. Eric sat down and talked to them 
you know, right. and thought it was squash, yeah. but then every year, you know, they yeah. they bring it up again. So hey, Tyler, in these yeah. days that you've been home listening to podcasts or nothing else, did you listen to any of our podcasts? Uh, <laughs> yes, I went back and listened to no um some of them, and I was actually surprised that the you know that's the one thing I worry about is like the audio, and it it seems like it's pretty pretty solid, you know, but uh. I gotta say, I I don't know JP Fingers. I've never I've never met this character, um, but he is fucking hilarious. Like I've yeah. got like every time he's been on your show, which is what three times now, maybe. Yeah. He is. I, those are just hilarious episodes. Like I I just you know I'm I'm usually at work when I'm listening to that stuff, so I'm like up on a ladder. I'm I'm an electrician. I do maintenance work, so I'm like standing on a ladder, like you know, 12 feet up in the air working on a light fixture and laughing, you know, and trying not to yeah. fall off the ladder basically or electrocute myself. So, yeah. Um, He's a, yeah, we had one we did that uh, Dom got super annihilated on and it was uh, JP and then Rudy, 808 Rudy. Right, right. And uh, yeah, that one's been, I don't know if Dom purposely deleted it, but yeah, he, and I like him. I love JP. I like him when he's uh uh, brought down just a notch, you know, yeah, yeah, versus that, yeah. like the the rebar stuff. I can't keep up with the, you know, cause I'm not a, I don't drink, so you know I when never, he's. I, is that a podcast? Is that is that what he is that what the rebar thing is? Yeah, that's yeah. uh, yeah, he, and he was doing a shitload of like solo episodes because it's like it used to be J Dub, who's in Texas, and then Wise Man Pipes, who's up there too, but uh it's been him and like a guest like he had a porn star on like a couple during the summer nice is it is it a cigar podcast or is it just like a, like a random anything <laughs> it's mostly cigar no it's a cigar mostly random some, somewhere he does a segment called shoot your shot that's pretty cool that's a good segment or no shooter's gonna shoot so it's like he'll go through with somebody and you gotta guess if the um if somebody left a comment on a a, a sister of the leaf um, a beer chick or a porn star and because right. it's like some of these people that with the way they comment on some of these uh sister of the leaves like some of their fucking it's just <laughs> bizarre the, sh- the shit guys do on uh on instagram like and then you click on their f- profile and they have like a family and four kids and they're talking about you know this yeah. fucking hilarious the uh i, I know uh rich uh, Rich and Mo and Drew are always talking about that stuff on their podcast. Like the what? Is, what does he call it? The thir- the thirst thir- trap. Thirst trap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good podcast. I like those guys a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. Shout out to those guys. I hope Danny shows shows up soon sometime. I know. Yeah, Danny. I, it's a it's a good dynamic with the four. I mean, the three of them is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta get Dave West back on because Dave West used to do a lot of the SOS podcast. Um, I think he, I need to ask him when he's coming back, but I think it's going to be sometime soonish to the States. Nice. Uh, so Dom, do you have anything you want to talk about? And then I want to go back and talk a little bit about Illusione when you're done. Yeah. Uh, what, what counts as a breakfast? Uh, let me explain. First meal of the day. You're breaking your fast. Sorry. Okay. Yes. No, no. Okay. Um, Tyler, first of all, when can you start to eat? When's your uh, intermittent fast start? 11 a.m. 11 a.m., okay. If you're eating a bowl of cereal, how many bowls is a breakfast? And does it depend on the cereal? Uh, okay, well, 
it also depends on my date and time. If we're talking two years ago, it's a, a box of cereal <laughs> is my is my breakfast. You said date and time. I thought you were inviting girls over for a date, <laughs> breakfast date. Breakfast Here. date. Brunch. <laughs> Want some uh, charms? No, I'm a Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. I used to be. Uh, I didn't have a lot of cereal. You know, I would have cereal cereal as a fucking snack. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. It, that's a good question. Uh, Chris, how many eggs do you need to eat for it to be a a breakfast, a normal breakfast? I would say. I would say two. All right. Whether, whether they're just plain or, or you're making like an omelet with a bunch of shit in it, you know. And I feel like two is yeah. standard, I think, for like diners. Yeah. But if I'm making like if I'm making an omelet, oh, I wish you could do two and a half. Because when I try to do three eggs, it usually is too many. Two eggs is not enough. Yeah. I'm a two and a half egg guy. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I do the intermittent fasting too, just I, before it was ever called that. Like, I, that's just kind of how I what I was comfortable with, you know what I mean? Just eating only, like I would eat one meal, like my breakfast is always like around lunchtime and then I'd eat like a dinner, you know, but I always work second shift at work. So I'm always, you know, that, you know, I need to get some food in my stomach before I start working. And then I eat a, a meal at work in the evening. So. Um, yeah. Uh, shit. Like Tyler. one breakfast, one, yeah. What's up? Eggs, but then also pancakes. How many pancakes do you need to eat for breakfast? Now? Now yeah. I would be like one pancake, maybe two. Yeah, I could probably eat two pancakes. Like a tortilla. It. Yeah, uh, I can't eat very much. Um, but back in the day, man, I would fucking tear it up. I'd have a stack of them, and I'd have an omelet and hash browns. But here's, here's my biggest thing with breakfast is, even now, like now that I can't eat a lot, I would eat breakfast. Like I, I get up. Like let's like I was working at six thirty a.m. I get up at five, get ready. I would uh, cook breakfast real quick, and then I'd smoke, start a cigar up, and then drive into work, finish the cigar. But I would be hungry like two hours later, no matter what. Yep. I would always be fucking hungry. So it's like okay, that's like three hundred calories I do for breakfast. It's like let me just cut that out, and then at night. Like when I'm working at the cigar shop, I, I would find myself eating Pringles, you know. And like next thing I know, there's like throughout the whole night, I eat half a can of Pringles. It's like that's like 700 calories, you know. So that's why I'm like, let me do this fasting thing because then I'll be like, all right, 7 o'clock, no more eating until, you know, I can't eat for 16 hours. So like if I have a hard rule, I'm not going to go and grab some Pringles, you know, where – um. And plus, like I was saying, like I'd eat and I'd still be hungry after breakfast. I'd be hungry like an hour, two hours later. Right. So it just seemed like my biggest thing would be like stop snacking at night, and then I'm st- I'm hungry anyways, even after I eat. So just don't eat breakfast, and it's been it's been easy. I've been doing it for 21 days now. I I always found that if you um if you don't eat breakfast, you're not hungry like till lunchtime is when your body starts to say like okay, you've been working for a few hours now you need to eat something to, to keep your blood sugar up, you know, but yeah, I always found that if I ate breakfast, like early in the morning, um, I'd be hungry. And like an hour later, I'd be thinking about food and stuff and you can't focus. If you don't eat till lunchtime, 
you can, you're not thinking about food yet. Your digestive system hasn't like started doing its thing yet. So you're able to focus a lot better for like the first half of your workday. You know what I mean? So I, I, if I do my job, I, I would take, a, when there was a lot of work, um, you know, I'd take overtime and be there for a 16 hour day and not eat till I'd go in at seven, eight in the morning and not eat till noon or one or two. And, um, you know, if I didn't eat breakfast, I know, I noticed I had a lot more energy and like mental clarity and stuff like for the first half of the day. Like, you know, and that was my problem too, is like, I'd work doubles and then, um, you, you could, uh, like I would, I would snack throughout the whole day. And like, that's where, like when you have my surgery, that's how you can gain weight is if you, if you, um, they call it like grazing, which is kind of funny, but, um, you're just eating a little bit throughout the day. Like you could just keep nonstop, like every 20 minutes, you don't go take a bite of something or if like you're eating, like they call it cider foods too, like candy, ice cream, chips and shit, stuff you don't get full on. Like if I go and eat like half a chicken breast, like I'm dead full for three hours. But if I go and I have like a Reese's peanut butter cup, um, a bag of chips, you know, I could eat in, in a half hour. Right. So like, cause I, I'm in a couple like support groups for the people who had the surgery I had. And then it's funny cause like for that first year after your surgery, they call it like the honeymoon period where you can kind of like not follow the diet a hundred percent. And then you're still losing the weight cause your body is just like, you they do something where you're like your metabolism changes and you burn everything like so you can like eat not exactly you know like have some sweets here and there and eat like a little bit of like pizza blah 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 and you're still losing the weight but after that year year and a half you can start gaining that shit back so like for me like I started to stall I stalled at like 290 so I was at my highest was at my highest was 420 and then before the surgery I went on a diet and I got down to like 402. And then I went on a one week liquid diet and I got down to 377. In one week, I lost 25 pounds. Yeah. And then my, when, I, when I had the surgery, I was at 377. And then I got down to 290. And then that's when I kind of like plateaued. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to start doing, I'm going to have to like um, really focus on the shit. So now I'm at uh, 275. So I've lost 15 pounds since I started like this fasting thing. And it's not like I'm not killing myself. You know, I was working out, but I haven't worked out in two weeks. But it's like, it's funny, because I'm in these support groups. And these people are talking about how, like, they're eating all this like candy and cake. I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm like, guys, you, it's gonna catch up. To, it's gonna catch up because then people will go and post on there like, dude, I really fucked up. I had my surgery a year and a half ago and I just gained 25 pounds over the COVID thing. And I'm like, yeah, cause you were rubbing it in everybody's face that you could eat whatever you wanted and you still lost weight. Well, that ends, it's ended and you have to adjust your lifestyle or you'll, you'll get like, you won't gain all the weight back, but you can gain 25, 30 pounds back, yeah. you know? So you're, you're the responsible one in these groups. You're just calling people out. No, because they, them. everybody's so fucking sensitive. So I just kind of like this one girl was posting about, and it's mostly chicks who get the surgery and she's talking about how, you know, she's like, I eat whatever I want. I'm still losing weight. So nobody better come and try to bring me down. And I'm like, when was your surgery? I commented, you know, and she's like, she's like September. I'm like, Oh my God, you just lady, 
in <laughs> one year you're gonna gain this weight back and you're gonna like i want i almost want to write down her name so i could check back in a year and see if she's gained back some of that weight yeah. but it's gonna do happen it. do it right and and help her you know what i mean like come back in a year and say hey i remember a year ago and i saw that you just posted you put on 18 pounds or whatever like you know yeah because it's i mean it's have you ever seen the movie thinner the stephen no. king Oh my God! So I'll real, I'll real quick. So, this guy is is super fat. Um, he's getting a he's getting a BJ. He's getting roadhead in a car. He runs over a uh, voodoo person, and she curses him and says like thinner in his ear. So no matter what he does, he starts he loses weight, and he like so he's like eating and he keeps losing weight. Well, then it gets to a point where he's like ninety six pounds and like dies. You know, but he's all stoked because he keeps losing weight and he got cursed, you know, because he killed this chick when he was getting head in the car. But it was like, it's a Stephen King. That doesn't sound like a real story to me. Well, yeah, that, that's a fucking Stephen King. You think it was based on a true story? <laughs> Stephen King has a ton of stuff that's out, like, out there. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it was something he wrote. You just, everyone gauges it off of his, like, real successful stories, you know, stuff that's been made into movies. Well, yeah, and some of it's like, like some of the stuff he writes in the books, like it had some weird. Did you read it? No, I never read it. No. Dom, did you read it? No. There's like a scene where they're like they're all jerking off or something, like in the book. What the heck? Yeah. There's some weird shit he he writes about that doesn't obviously doesn't make it in the movies, but he's a strange dude for sure. But there was something. Some I heard somebody say. Why don't I want to say it was Aaron Loomis on developing palettes like. Uh, or one of one of the guys on developing palettes said they were talking like it might have been a couple months ago I can't can't recall exactly but they were they were talking about TV or movies or something and and they said they they named a, a show or a movie that was based on a Stephen King story and everybody was like shocked you know like um, like oh I didn't know that was Stephen King and you know, I remember thinking the same thing like wow, well, yeah he he's done like Shawshank Redemption the Green yeah, Mile. Right. Yep. He's done some uh uh like non like horror, you know, kinda whenever I watch I I like I love the guys in uh in fact Lake Country is a sponsor of uh developing palettes now. Um nice. I love those guys. But I really want to say to them Wait, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh my goodness. But anyways, um Unbelievable. I I wanna comment and say do you guys even enjoy cigars? Because seriously, every review they do. I mean, Seth doesn't for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Seth, Seth cracks me up, dude. His, I remember when I first started listening to them a few years ago and just thinking like, who is this guy? Like he's just talking shit left and right. Like he's such a hater. And then I started to realize like, yes, that's exactly what he is. And then once you embrace that, like he, it's just classic. Like his, his spin on stuff, I always get a kick out of. Like I'm, you know, uh, they're all they're all great guys. And, yeah. And, and uh, their their perspectives are all very unique, and uh, you know, um, you can see where they like they have little fanboy aspects for certain brands and stuff. Yeah. And they'll come out of left field with something like something you you're like, oh, okay, I know that Aaron's gonna hate this cigar, and he ends up loving it. You know, vice versa. Like, but it's uh, always entertaining. Yeah, I, I that's one. Um... I always look forward to their uh, reviews on, hey, on Dom, YouTube. I have a question for you. Oh, I don't know. He he disappeared for a minute. Uh, 
Looks like he's got Aaron Loomis's Papa San chair back there, though. Uh, you see it? I um, can't see it. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the. I, I'm on the regular Zoom view where I only see who who's talking. But. Oh. Uh, uh, well, when he fun. comes back, I'll ask him a question. Just just remind me. But what were you gonna What were you gonna ask about Illusione? I was. Oh yeah. Um. You bought you bought a bundle, right, of the PCA? I bought two bundles, actually. Two yeah. bundles. Have you smoked any yet? I smoked one of them, yes. Um, what did you, you think of it? So it, you know, it, I smoked a bunch of the uh, the Ultra OP number nines, which are the same Vitola, but, but you know, obviously a different blend um, and a similar wrapper. It's, it's oh, no, I'm sorry, the it's a Corojo 99, but it's a, a slightly higher priming, I think, on the Ultras. Um, but it, so like I, I immediately, like my brain just kept pulling me back to the ultra since this, since the, the Vitola is so identical and the box pressing and everything. Um, so it was hard for me to like, it was almost like my brain was subconsciously looking for that, like, you know, the strength and the bite that the, from the Lijero and that blend and stuff. And, um, but man, that PCA, it was just so, so much smoother and stuff. And it, it'll, it's not a cigar that I would say, like a lot of people say like, oh, it needs a couple months, you know, when it's brand new. But um, I don't I don't necessarily think it needs a couple months, but I'm very, ex- I'm, I'm looking forward to smoking another one like in two or three months just to see. Because um, that's when I think it'll kind of like, you know, really when you'll be able to get the full picture of, of what the blend is at that point. But um, it's, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, because it's got a Habano wrapper. Right. right. Habano Claro. Has he used that on anything else, Habano? Um, yes. Um, uh, it's not. It's not common for him, obviously. But um, man, I can't think. I can't think of it right now. But it'll come to me. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's different. Oh, I yes. mean, the cigar. Uh, the. Uh, oh no! I was thinking of the cigars Privé. Um, there was, you know, the Maduro and the Natural. I was thinking the Natural was Habano, but it, it might not be. Uh, yeah, so I've smoked like five of them. Um, yeah. I like it. I just don't, it does, it's it different. It's different. And I like, I can't like wrap my like head around it. Like if yeah. I like, I mean, I know I like it, but I don't know if I really like it. And I, I need to, like, I'm going to smoke through, we got a bunch of them at the shop. So, um. Oh, you, you did get them at the shop? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you, uh. I thought you said you weren't weren't getting them. Yeah, I thought we weren't getting them either, but um, somebody else, because I didn't do the Zoom meeting, somebody else did. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that somebody else had done it. So uh-huh. usually I do the Zoom meetings for those stuff, and you had to do a Zoom meeting to get them. Yeah, right. So, um, but yeah, that's a it's super smooth. Right. Um, it's. If I had to guess, I would say their marketing their their idea was, um, you know. They were they were really um, putting it out there that this was like you know only if you attended the PCA and obviously like the show being you know, the show being canceled and everything was like threw a wrench into it but like I think their original intent was like if there was a show you know they they really put it out there months before that that was only going to be available for attendees in in the hopes that like the stores that aren't super boutiquey and stuff if they stop by the booth they could say here's a cigar, you know, that's only for people at the show. 
um, you know, that blue foil packaging is really eye-catching. Yeah. Stuff. And say, this isn't like a, a real strong or real, you know, it's a very um, center kind of blend, like like people that are new smokers or whatever, like could really, like I feel like it's a good blend to turn someone on to like, you know, Aganorsa tobaccos, you know what I mean? Um, so that's something that they could say, like any any store can sell this cigar. Like it's, you know, it's cool, cool packaging. Like, you know, I, I know you, you said you weren't crazy about the band on it, just being the, the regular. No. Like, yeah, yeah, I wish it was. Which, I wish it was something different. Like it should be like an alien or a, or a UFO on there. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's. Yeah. He, ne- Dion never incorporated that into his market. It's always in like the the posters and the little the little like you know, little posts he does like in social media and stuff. Yeah. Like, but he never incorporated that into the actual cigars. But. Something like that would have been perfect. It's just you know, fifteen hundred bundles. You know. Yeah. But I get, you know, that's that's expensive to come out with a new new band. You know, you already have these bands. Like, right. like I remember hearing Pete saying that, like, the reason he came out with the Kruger MBS was because he had a shitload of Kruger bands sitting at the factory. So you're like, I yeah. might as well fucking use them. Right, right. Yeah, he had, you know? he had like 18,000 of the bands with the factory still or something. They're like, let's use them up. Um, also, I think it's kind of smart not doing the Alien thing. If it's a limited edition, then that makes sense. But most of the people buying his cigars probably aren't going to know anything about him. Right. And if they're going to a cigar lounge and they see something with an alien on it, it's probably going to be a turnoff. Yeah. Well, or I like mean, gimmicky or something to them. Not fun and all. This is because he's into all these conspiracy theories. Well, I mean, I wasn't really like legitimately like an alien, but like, you know, like, uh, like, well, yeah, I know what you mean. Like following the same kind of like his, his posts on social media that have like the Photoshop like old pictures from like the 1950s tabloids and stuff like that. Yeah, like or like the skull with the bat wings or you know something like that. There's yeah. something he could he could do. Um, but it's weird too because like a lot of people who come to the shop. They're like, I smoke Connecticut's, or I want something full bodied. You don't get a lot of people saying I want something nuanced, something complex, right. something medium um, body, like full flavor. You're like you don't get that. So that's why like we don't sell a ton of illusione i'm trying to bump it up you know i got those uh those new gold foil cigars coming in yeah yeah um, so i'm really curious to try those out you know oh man i have I'll have, to, I'll have to uh dig out some stuff i have i have cruzados from the first release like um i think i have a, a box and a half of the dantes and the uh, i forget what the six by 46 size was called but they're they're, they actually, believe it or not, um, they didn't age. They, they kind of like aged out already, I would say, from the original release, which was like like seven or eight years ago. Um, I, I would say they're kind of past their prime a little bit because I remember smoking them like two or three years ago and being like, oh, my God, these are amazing. And then that triggers that, in, that cigar nerd instinct to like, okay, I'm going to put the rest of these away and not smoke them because they're so amazing right now. They're just going to keep getting better which is not the case with any cigar. <laughs> like there's a point where it hits like, no, now's the time to smoke them. And I kind of like, you know, so, so the group fat ash on Facebook did a, an illusione contest um, like a year ago. I think it was last summer. And um, I, you know, I was like, I hadn't actually been smoking a ton of my old stuff for like the year before that. So I said, this is the perfect excuse to, you know, I'm going to get like a ton of entries on this contest and stuff. And, nice. You know, kind of posts. So, um, but I busted out all the old stuff and basically just started like, you know, going through it. And their Cruzado was one of the ones where I was like, you know, it's still awesome, but 
it's not as good as I remember it being like two years ago. And, uh, you know, so they're at the point where like, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some of these new, new, you know, it's the, a new release of the original blend of Cruzado because the, the interim Cruzados that have the different packaging are a different blend. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. speaking the of the, like, they're all different Vitolas. I don't know if the, how, how different the blend is, but they're all different Vitolas. So, um, yeah, I ordered the uh, the fifty six ring gauge and then the the Toro, because a lot of the guys at the shop aren't robusto smokers. It's like I've been really digging um, Crux, but we only have Toros and like the Gordos. Like, yeah, and I'm like, our humidor is so fucking packed, and <laughs> and Matt's been so the owner of Lake Country has been so great with, um, I think there's only been like one time he told me. He's like, I don't, I don't think we got, I don't think we can order that. I'm like, cause yeah, everything, everything new, you know, it's like, it's like asking my the grandpa. Water bottle. Yeah. It's like asking my grandpa for money. It's like, Hey Matt, you know? Uh, so the, the one thing he kind of said uh, no to, and it broke my heart. Cause I love, I love the guy was a uh, dapper. The new, uh, uh, the new uh, rooster one. The devilito. Yeah, uh, he's like, Tyler, he's like, man, how about we sell some of the other dapper? Because we got a shitload of dapper. Yeah. You know, so I moved it to a better spot in the humidor. Um, so we'll eventually bring it in, but we just have no space at all. Like, we are so, so packed. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the good focus, thing I mean, is. Focus on your existing stuff, man. I mean, you made a commitment to all those other brands and, and brand owners that when you brought their stuff in, like, you know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell your stuff. I like it. I'm able to sell it because I like it. And, and my, my core group of customers, you know, um, yeah. you, you can influence those people. So Tyler, start your own monthly cigar club. That'd be dope. <laughs> um, Cause there, there are a lot that really, I think, think uh, benefited from people not being able to go into their lounges. Oh yeah. But yeah, also we've, we've been again, lucky. there's like been a few that stuck around. Um, I don't see Stogie bird anymore. Are they still around? He's active, yes. They're actually That's based here in Pittsburgh. Is um, that Sam Lucia? Sam Lucia, yep. Lucia, okay. Dude, yep, he came out with that like that that Halloween sampler. I almost bought that. Yeah, yeah, they look cool. I saw a few guys posting that in the in the Pittsburgh um, the Pittsburgh Cigar Club Facebook group here. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I just saw him posting a bunch of stuff the other day, so I know he's still still active. But someone else said that on the podcast too recently. Uh, Mukau. Yes, yeah, consultants. Uh, right. Um, so like this is so sorry, Don. Oh, I've been um I like I like getting guys like Chris on here because they've been smoking longer than a lot longer than we have and they've been like I didn't get into the boutique stuff. I've I've been smoking for ten years, like seriously for ten years, but I only really got into the, the boutique stuff like four years ago. Yeah. You know, like and another one I I wanted to I've been obsessed with uh Calibras, like I really want that serpent and the rainbow one, but yeah. you know, it's like we. I you posted a, the other day. I thought you found some. No, I wish. Uh, no. That comes. I got one of them. I got one of them coming from somebody. So yeah, well, I I just couldn't because I have we have like boxes of the 2019 at the shop, so it's like yeah, I can't you know, and that's like talking about um, like like dissident like. I enjoy this stuff from them. I think the soapbox yeah. is really good, yep. but it's like, Definitely. I can't justify bringing in 
you know, because it's like I talked to the rep. He's like, he's like, yeah, you, you can order those, but you got to order four more boxes of of soapbox or block. I'm like, we we have those already. So right. I couldn't, you know, it's like you can order two of each, right? But you have to um, order, you know, block and soapbox. I'm like, I just can't, I can't justify that to Matt to to order right. more of something that's just sitting there, you know. And it that's the hard part. And I was going to ask you this too, is like working at a shop. It's you can only pick like your your certain brands that kind of like push, you know. And so, like, I have four brands, like, Matt, the owner, like, Country makes fun of me. He calls them, like, my core four, which is Roma, right. Foundation, Tatawahe, and all this, you know, and the Patina. Right. You know, where it's, like, Patina, like, the whole shop got behind Patina, you know. And that's something where I've gotten people to try it. There you go. He's uh, Dom's going to fire up a Patina, I think. But... Nice. It's something that I don't have to like hand sell anymore. Patina is moving on its own. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago I was working and this guy came in, grabbed a bunch of like Monte Cristo whites, some other like stuff. And then he had a, he grabbed a full box of Patina off the shelf, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, right. I don't have to hand sell Patina. Like once you get people to try it, it's a fucking amazing cigar, especially the Connecticut and the Maduro Robusto. Right. Um, Dom likes to double throw, um, yeah. but Superior I don't have in every way. <laughs> I don't have to hand sell that anymore. But I still do recommend it to new people. But right. Patina has legs on its own, you know. Yeah. That cigar, you know. So, and same with Romacraft. Like, I came back from the, I came back to the shop a couple uh, yesterday, and I was just looking to see. I'm like, holy shit! You know, it was beautiful out. So people were buying the cigars, and I go to the Romacraft section. And a lot of the boxes were like half full. Like people have been going to Roma Craft and going back to it, yep. you know. So it's like, well, you you know how like in a lot of, you know, you've heard it. I'm sure in, in many podcasts over the couple of years, like um, how a lot of brand owners will say like, when when is it you keep coming out with new stuff, you start cannibalizing your own customers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you can't like eventually. I think Mo said it recently on on one of the Sultans podcasts where he's like, you you know, you want to, you want to come out with new stuff, but you want to let your core stuff, you know, be the, you know, support, you know, like kind of the foundation of everything. And, you know, I'm a big believer of that, but it also applies on a, on a retail side too. Like you, you have your core customers and those guys like it or not, no matter how wealthy someone is, or if they're working a bunch of overtime at their job, or they inherit some money from a relative or something like that, like they have like the same amount of money they're going to spend on a monthly basis and it, it fluctuates yeah. drastically based on the person, you know, but eventually you're going to start cannibalizing your own customers. So like your, your people that are smoking, say Patina Connecticut's, well, what if, what if they used to be Ecuador, you know, uh, intemperance EC smokers and you'd yeah. be like, Oh man, the intemperance EC used to sell great, but now, you know, it's not anymore. And coincidentally now the Patina Connecticut's are selling a bunch. It's the same guys buying them, you know, it's like, you got to kind of think of your customers and what they're spending each month. And, and, you know, like is bringing in this new brand, like you mentioned the dapper stuff, like is that Dave Alito brand going to cut into like some of the other dapper stuff or is it going to yeah. cut into like something else? You know, I mean, it's all not that I know I'm not, I've, I haven't worked in tobacco retail for a long time, but it's, you know, it's um, you know, it's, it's something to think about, I guess. So. Yeah, and like uh, one of my good friends told me he worked retail for a while too. He worked at Yuli's 
which is a downtown shop in Milwaukee. And he worked at Metro. And uh, he was talking about how, uh, you know, you can, you, you're basically selling the same amount of cigars every month, you know, the same people. And, you know, I mean, the weather dictates it, whatever. But, don't, you know, you have to either, like, create new customers, you know. Right. Um, so, like, that's, like, what I focus on is building a relationship with a customer, getting that guy to, instead of buying two and leaving, you know, start hanging out at the shop and then maybe you smoke a few more or get somebody off of the uh, Perdomo Fresco, try, let, have them try a Charter Oak, Connecticut, and right. then maybe from there take them up to a Patina or whatever. But it's like, or you, and another way is you can steal customers from other shops. You know, so it's like, and then, like, that's how we do a good job is, you know, we have, um, and I think you guys are both in that group I started, um, the LCC Revival, uh, the yeah. Facebook thing. So we post a lot, like, I pull stuff on there. Like, if we're getting five boxes of something, yeah. I'm going to put it to, like, our core fans who, you know, and I'm going to sell those to those guys. I'm not going to sell it to the guy who comes in and only buys Monty Whites or whatever. Like, it's for, you know, it's it's for the people. It's not, well, it's for the, anyone who wants it. But I, I'm trying to pull the guys from Milwaukee. The people. I'm trying to pull the guys from Milwaukee to drive out 20 minutes to a suburb, you know, make the pilgrimage, whatever, come right. here and pick up this Ellie that we have, and then the other Ellie. So that's how yeah. we do, we do, we sell a lot of Ellie's and shit. You yeah, know, there's a shop in Pittsburgh here. It's on the, it's literally on the opposite side of the city from where I live. Um, it's like a 25 minute, 20, well, maybe 20 minute drive. If there's no traffic, um, which for Pittsburgh, that 20 minutes is like, you can get to West Virginia in 20 minutes. So it's like, that's a long drive for anyone that lives around yeah. here. But, um, you know, I go there, it's an Espinosa lounge. It's, it was one of the first, I think, I think it was the second Espinosa lounge. It's been an Espinosa lounge for like 10 years or something or nine years, something like that. But, um, it's a, it's called Allegheny Smokeworks and, um, mm. but the staff is really cool. Um, you know, and you know, I just, I started, I've, I've always gone to that shop, but I used to go like a couple times a year, but then I, maybe three, four years ago, I started going up like once a month and, you know, before the pandemic and stuff, um, you know, I was, I was just up there all the time. Like it was, you know, it was worth it for me to drive because he always, you know, Mike was always getting stuff that I, like I could count, I like, it's stuff I could buy online, but I want to support a local shop and I yeah. know he's going to get it, you know, especially if it's Espinosa, especially if it's, you know, foundation, he's always going to get that stuff. And, and, you know, whatever, like he was like, you remember when, um, um, what's the brand M, uh, M Bombay. Yeah. Yeah. Those cigars. So like when they started getting real popular, like maybe two years ago, like he, he got them in and, you know, I knew that there was a bunch of different lines that I wanted to try at least. And, uh, you know, I, I was seeing them pop up on the websites and stuff on, online, and I'm like, you know what? I know he's going to have those, so I'm going to drive the 20 minutes up there. Those wrappers look like diarrhea. <laughs> you don't like them? No, I wasn't a fan. Uh, I like it. What the heck's going on? I don't know. But you always make fun of my camera. Yeah, because your camera sucks. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. It's a fucking brand new MacBook Pro, but um, fuck Apple. Uh, but... um. Yeah, I mean it's a it there's it's not just there's it's it's weird retail. It's not you know, cuz then there's there's shops around here where 
they can't sell they don't know anything about the cigar they right. can't tell you anything you know and so like they're you know we sell a shitload of macanudo we sell a shitload of romeo we a shitload of monte cristo you know but um we always have somebody we always go we always greet you we always go in the humidor with you and we're always making recommendations and uh there's some shops that just they don't have the the people who it's it's just like a just like a job to them you know kind of or you know it's like they enjoy smoking but they don't that's that's it you know it's like they couldn't tell you like i remember when i first my first cigar job i was there like three months and somebody came in it's like He's like, uh, I'm looking, uh, he was, I'm like, oh, you need, you have any questions? And I could tell he was kind of like, he looked at me like this fucker doesn't know anything. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm looking, you know, I like Nicaraguan cigars and I'm like, I was like, uh, Hoya de Nicaragua, you know, like I didn't know like anything. And then that's when I'm like, if I'm going to be doing this, I need to, I need to learn more. And that's when I went to the trade show the first, uh, it would have been, I've been to three. So this would have been four years ago. Um, and uh, like it just clicked for me and I got home and I was just like wanting to learn fucking everything about it. Cause I never got on the forums. I never did. I did a little bit of Instagram, but like I would just go to the shops. I would go to the shop and then just talk to the guys and, you know, so it's like, you know, when that guy, I just felt like an idiot. Like I couldn't tell you you know, and then now it's like, well, I'm looking for something, you know, Nicaraguan. While well, you're looking for the factory to be in Nicaragua, or you're looking for Nicaraguan tobacco, because you know, like, okay, Tyler, fucking- no one's going to ask for Nicaraguan cigars and want the factory only. There's no <laughs> way that's a thing. Okay, uh, when you think of the uh, Crow Magnum, what do you think? I think of a Nicaraguan cigar, but it's I got a Connecticut broadleaf. <laughs> it's got a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper and a Cameroon binder. Yeah, you know, it's, so it's, you know, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of Nicaraguan puros out there. You know, like the El Wawense, the Encore, right. all the Mumbacho yeah, stuff. Aganorsa and their satellite brands that they make, like, that's, yeah, that's the bulk of the 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 Nicaraguan puros. I mean. Um, all the all the Garcia made stuff like Pepin, you know, my father's stuff years ago was Puro, was a Nicaraguan Puro before they started they couldn't keep up with the wrapper production, you know, and they realized that Ecuador was getting so much better Habana leaf. Uh, but those all used to be Nicaraguan Puros, but not no longer. Yeah, so I mean you know, but then this got me back to when I was talking about like working at a shop and then wanting to bring in everything, but you can't. But yeah. I remember we, me and you were talking about when um, Craft 2020 came out and then the weasel packs were like, me and you were like, what the fuck? Like our wallet are hurting, you know, the, like the new Baca size was right uh, around the corner. Yep. Yeah. We're I, like, had, I know you said you got, would you get two or three boxes? You know, yeah. I had buying more than one box. I got, a, I got a five pack from, from somebody. And then I got a, a box from, uh, um, I think I got the box from famous also because they had just, you know, their price was like 10% off. And there's like a code. Yeah. Oh, there's like 200 bucks for a box, 24 of them. Right. That I right. think like, can't beat it. we're going to be me and Dom are doing a list and uh, the, that box size is going to be pretty, pretty high up there for me. Oh, I, yeah. That's killer. been the most I've, I've smoked of any cigar this year. Yeah. 
I um, almost lit up the uh, the Baca from the Weasel Fest. That didn't happen. I still haven't smoked any of the Weasel Fest packs oh, yet. I, I have burned, two left in my box. I burned through those fuckers so fast, and then I I I sold some. Um, that's I'll, that's probably what I'll end up doing is recouping some money on it so I can pay for my ticket next year if they have it next year. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm stoked about the they're doing the the four and a half by sixties. Yeah. But I guess the Wonderlust won't the Wonderlust won't be in that sampler. I guess. No. No. That's what Half Wheel said. I think. Oh. So it's gonna be, you know. But I'm stoked for the Neanderthal in that four and a half by sixty. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've never smoked anything similar to that Vitola. Tom, um, what, what was your favorite of the uh, Grand Perfectos so far? The, the original Weasel Fest. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna say. Maybe the uh, the intemperance. The EC was great. Um, the, the Connecticut. Yeah, oh, that, that was one. Great. Yeah, and then uh, Neanderthal. Nice. Which What's is the... pretty much where I. I mean, I normally smoke in uh, Neanderthal. Um, in any any facing, and then uh, Whiskey Rebellion is my go-to for the other. Tarden Feathers coming out soon. The box press. Box. Uh, yeah, there hasn't been much media coverage of that at all. Like there was a little, you know, some press releases when they first, first, uh, you know, Skip, I think first posted it, and uh, that was months ago. Like no one said anything about it or talked about it or anything. So I'm really curious to see like what the LEs are going to be like in 2021 with these guys not being able to get down to the factory, like yeah. Viaje. I mean. They're just going to be here. Here's my, I, they're still going to, they're making so much money with LEs the last couple of years. They're still going to do them. They're just not going to be as good a quality because they're not down there to check it, you know? And, and Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, like with, uh, I mean, obviously like with those new weasel fest cigars, skip, I'm guessing that's something skip put together while he was in the States but you know when you have a partner like Esteban, I mean that's that's fucking right. easy, you know. And then exactly. same with like Andre, it's like in Viaje, it's like look, he's working with Aganorsa. All you gotta do is call him up and say, hey, three years ago we came out with the uh, jalapeno pepper. Let's right. run that back. Send me some samples and let's see how it's taste. You know, so I could see. Yeah, something you know, like that that's been done before, and they already have. The yeah, blend, you know, all the blend. Sheets and everything ready to go. I mean, VI has got 10,000 different SKUs. You know, he could easily, I'm not worried about VI, especially now that he got out of PDR because that stuff coming out of PDR was just uh, garbage. And I don't like um, talking shit about companies, but. Tyler, we do, we probably should wrap it up uh, sometime soon. Uh, but I, I could see Illusione or any other company that has a good amount of facings that they're working on model their limited editions off of SNS and just have a different label, but send like five different sticks in a pack. Yeah. Most, a lot of the SNS stuff, they just tweaked like one thing. Like it's, yeah. like they'll tell you like it's the, it's the eight baller, but it has a Connecticut wrapper on it or something. Like they'll just, you know, switch it up. One, one component is different, you know? Yeah. I could see that being done, not just switching things up, but maybe like five, potential brands that even haven't been released yet 
not just tweaks off of old ones. Uh, just to gauge public interest, maybe in I'm, the future. I'm really digging the uh, uh, WMD from Viaje. It's really good. I'm excited. I'm stoked to try the Daisy Cutter or smoke today. I haven't smoked it in a couple months, so super stoked. Um, so, so has there been? Uh, go on. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say. So, like you were talking about, like how you grow, like from a retail perspective, how you grow your your customer base, you know. And I think Dom is a perfect example. Like if Dom lived in, you know, like say he lived like a five minute drive from Lake Country. You know, he's somebody that he could spend more time there. You know what I mean? So, Dom, I'm I'm assuming, I'm just guessing, but I, I'm kind of making the assumption that you don't frequent a a cigar shop. Like, there's not one that's just like five minute drive from your your place. Um, the, right now, well, I'm moving again on Sunday. Um, <laughs> not five minute drive. It'll probably be 15. I think I haven't uh, slated it out, but I. That's not bad for California. I've had two that I've been going to steadily since uh, I moved to San Jose three years ago, but I haven't been in a few months. Well, it's like standing at home. Remember when the CQ twos came out? Did you get any of those, Chris? CQ two, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I got some, and then like that's like oh, right by. How many? I know you're trying to. I know you're trying no. to cry into my stash here. <laughs> no, I know. I yeah. That that's yeah. I. I anyways. <laughs> so Dom's like, that's my fucking like that shop's right down the street or some shit, and he didn't even know about it. Like he went to he went to the shop like a month later. Hey, can I get some CQ twos? It's like, I just happened. I think I probably got those. I think you posted it in a group. That's yeah. like a lot of some of the stuff is I see you posted in a group, or you'll give me a heads up and I go on there and get it. You know, so yeah. I, I was able well, to snag two boxes of those. You know, I went I went to Mission Pipe to pick up the uh, TAA twenty twenty this year's Tatuajes. And the, I, I came in the day after they posted on Instagram and I asked about it and the guy was, he seemed kind of hesitant because I don't go there often and I'm this younger guy asking for a box. I don't know. I, I hadn't built up any credibility with them. Well, if I were, you know, if Lake Country ever got blessed with like a, a single shop exclusive from Tad or anyone you hear else. That, you know? Pete Johnson? Yeah. That Pete Johnson, <laughs> uh, I would have to hold back some for the regulars, you know. I would hold back a few, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, you know. So, um, but okay, so we'll wrap this up. Uh, but my last question is, is has there, has there been anything recently that you've kind of wish you would have bought more of, or something that you know, like. 10 releases came out this month and you bought nine of them and you just couldn't, you're like, you couldn't justify like another, like for me, it's like, I have, I bought all this shit. And then, um, you know, like we were talking about the swarm, like I bought a box of swarm and they were pretty expensive, you know, like, yeah, I think it's 24 count box and like $11, you know, or $12 or some shit. Um, but has there been anything like you feel like you've missed out on or you wish you would have loaded up on more? No, I mean, I'm, if anything, I'm the opposite because I kind of like, um, there's times when I load up on stuff and I'm like, I didn't need to buy this many of these. And, and then, you know, I'm, you know, I might, I might turn around and flip some stuff and, and, you know, or I'll reach out to friends and say, Hey, is anyone looking for this? You know what I mean? But it's, it's not often. I just end up hanging on to a lot of stuff, but I'm, you know, I kind of 
can't I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Because um, I, I, I went pretty deep I on some of the I, Roma stuff. Yeah, I do wish I went. Um, I just got the basic Lizona package, the the hundred and fifty dollar one, um, um, for their their Lizona Palooza event. Um, but I saw once I saw what I, I mean. I always knew what came in the next tier up, but you know, I kind of was like, oh, I don't need to spend. You know, I, I need to cut back a little bit. It's holidays, you know, right? Yep. And I kind of, I kind of like immediately regretted, like I should have gone for the three hundred dollar package. But you know, it's one of I regret things. not getting any of them. Um, yeah. I sh- you know, because that five hundred dollars. I mean, five hundred dollars is a lot of fucking money. Um, yeah, that would have been too much. I mean, a big chunk of that, they got like a humidor thing and, and uh, you know, it's cool, but like, I just, you know, I just can't justify that much. Yeah, right that would have looked great in my, uh, in my, in my smoking lounge. I mean, put that on the wall, but like, like those flashbangs, like, I don't like, you know, like the, like the, the Roma craft, like the mandibles, those, those are fucking great 60 ring gauge cigars and those flashbangs are 60 ring gauge. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a, even though it's a Bellicoso, I'm still not a 60 ring gauge guy. So I wasn't like, part of me, was like the cigar nerd in me was like, yeah, I want to try them in those sizes, but I'm like, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like the, the protocol, the new stuff from them, you know, and then the, uh, that barber pole, I'm really fucking intrigued with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably end up regretting not getting the, the serpent and the rainbow like a box of the Corona Gordas and then getting that uh, Calibra. Well, the Calibra is just a Calibra. Yeah. It's like the Lancero. It's just like three of the Lanceros wrapped together. It's not, you know what I mean? That's I'm, I missed them when they first came out last year and uh, the first production of them, I missed them. I didn't get it. I didn't get any. And, you know, at first I was like all, you know, pissed off, like, damn it. You know? Yeah. Then I eventually kind of said, it's, it's still just the, you know, the SNR blend and it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. And I said, he'll probably do it again and I'll get one the next time. And I did. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just like, we talked about the, the swarm. I'm like, I really hope, you know, because that was one where you had to order a shitload of black label to get one box of the swarm. Right. So it's like for me to, to talk to, Hey Matt, order 10 of these so I can buy the one box we're getting. No, it wouldn't, you know, so I've ended up getting it from a shop and I think Iowa, my buddy scooped them off for me, but, um, that's a great cigar. That's warm. I mean, it's, yeah, I haven't had one in a while. So, um, uh, but I don't know how I feel about all that. The retail, the uh, manufacturers trying to push the core line, like the core line should support itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, Roma and uh, Tat and Foundation, yeah, their, their core lines, yeah, they, like the Foundation, I, he's Nick's done, I think, the best job of keeping the core line going, or not, it's, the Tabernacles, I was always more of the, way one say, wise man, now I'm sliding a little bit back over to, I was over on the Tabernacle, now I think I'm going back over to the Agonorsa stuff a little bit more, yep. but like that Coraline, the only thing that really hasn't like been my style and, and Nate keeps telling me to smoke the Churchill is the Highclere Castle Victorian. Yeah. Um, I need to smoke more of those because the small yeah. ones aren't, and I usually like, like a Robusto, you uh, know, all five. I thought every single one of those Vitolas was amazing in that, 
that, that's the Victorian's the red band one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're pretty expensive small. too. So maybe that's right. why I haven't really visited. If they, were, if they were a notch down in price, I would be all, I mean, I'd be smoking them more than I do, but it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough sell in that. And I can't, you know, like not saying anything bad about Nick or, or, or AJ Fernandez and, and tobacco Lair Fernandez, like it, you know, they're amazing cigars. I just, I, I know Nick is, you know, it's a contract brand. Like another factory is making them for him since he doesn't have his own factory. So he's got to build his profit margin into those somewhere. But, you know, it is, you know, it's one of those things where I just feel like it's just a little, I don't want to say it's not worth the money, but it's, it is, but it's that price point is where I, why I'm not smoking them more than I am. You know? Yeah. Um, all right, this is this was the last thing, Dom. Why? Where do you got to go, anyways? Your laptop gonna die? No, it's not. I, just, dude, Chris, I don't know what time he has to work in the morning. And oh, I work second shift, man. Today, today's my Sunday. Like I'm on the second day of my uh, weekend. So you're not helping me out, man. That was my excuse. No, I just I plan on editing this before bed. So okay, well, I, will uh, talk, I will talk nerd cigar nerd stuff with you guys all night long. I'll sit here. For I know that's where I'm at. This has been one of our better like natural like conversations um have you smoked the grasshoppers no i haven't i that's okay there you go that's the answer to the question that's what i missed out on i was gonna when you guys had them i was gonna contact you and say like you know you know see what the toll is of the the uh the victorian the high court castle victorian you had and, and get some but i was at the time i just couldn't justify it and i think that's right when all the all the uh roma craft all the the weasel fest stuff was dropping too yeah so. it was a few weeks before that yeah so you and I, yeah. I, I knew it was coming up and i'm like i just can't spend 200 dollars on a box of cigars just to get these five event cigars you know yeah i have an extra yeah. one so i can send you one and then we can do a trade and just send me whatever if you, yeah, if yeah. you want to try them i'm not uh, a, the other thing i the other way i justified it was i'm not a candela guy so i know that i know that two of two of the cigars are straight candela and one's like a barber pole you know what i mean and, yeah you know, um, I'm just, I can't, you know, I, there are candelas that I've enjoyed, but I just, you know, I really just can't throw any sort of buying power behind anything that's where the reward is some limited editions that are candela wrapped. Yeah. What's I'm, been the, the, what's up, Dom? I was saying, I'm going to, I'm going to try to open that pack next week or the week after, because I want to try it when, once I move, I like to do an analogy or two again. Um, and I've been saving that pack to do it on that. What you know, do you Kim, guys think? Kim might be making a comeback, so I gotta, I gotta yeah. get back in it. Uh, what's been the best event-only cigar you guys ha- have had? Broadleaf pumpkin. The broadleaf pumpkin. Nope. I think I got a couple of those. I've never had the San Andreas pumpkin, nope. but I got the the broadleaf pumpkin. Um, Did you get me, any of the shrunken pumpkins from the the smoking event? No, I'm hoping that that we can do an event in January with uh with Pete or what, you know, you that virtual. Can't see him, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause we did a, the event with Dan and on right before COVID fucking hit in February. And it was one of our best events ever. Um, but uh, yeah, that surrogate event only was good. And then the pumpkins have been, I'd never had the, uh, the, um, the black. Didn't, didn't he do like a, the tap black for an event only? Yeah. That was the, one of the original event only. So it was, it was just a five by 50 Robusto. How are those? Uh, I don't think I got any of those because there was no Pete. Pete, I don't. I don't think Pete's ever done an event in Pittsburgh. Like he, so there's a shop uh, about two hours west of here in Akron, Ohio, um, 
called Havana House, and it's it's owned by Tony. Um, yeah, yeah, Auto. it's Gino. Yeah, yeah, Tony and his dad, Gino. Um, it's their shop, but it's run by a, a cat named Matt Waris, who's on Maddie Cupcakes. Maddie Cupcakes. He's on the stuff. He's a great dude. Great dude. Beginning uh, and uh, you know, so they they're gonna go to that shop. You know, Pittsburgh's like less than two hours away, so they're not gonna stop. You know, there's no shop. Like if I ever opened a store, and you know, um, that'd be a dream come true to open a shop, and like I would be the tat shop. You know what I mean? There's shops here that sell tattoos, but they're not into it. You know, they're not like SNS guys or into the event stuff or anything. How far is Holtz from you? Uh, that's Philly. That's four and a half, five hours. Four and a half, five hours. Yep. How how far is B and B from you? He's right in Philadelphia. He's oh, in he's in Philly. Uh, I think for me, the best event only cigar was the, the Menelik. Yeah. In those, that pack. And I talked to Nick and Nick said the, the new Menelik exactly the same. Nothing was changed at all with that. Um, but he was saying that the Menelik, why the, the event only was, is different because they had like a year of age on them. Yeah, I could see that. So I bought a box of Menelik and they got to be getting close to a year. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, I got to bust those out because those were, I should have took, I should have took the cello off of them. I might go do that right now. And he, and, they, and he could say that could be his explanation, but like there can still be differences in the crops year to year and stuff. And, and granted they're doing everything they can to, to yeah. you know, validate the tobaccos, you know, and, and make sure if the blend is staying the same, if they have to switch a priming or something like they always talk about, but, there's no guarantee it's exactly the same. So, you know, when people say that, like, they're half full of shit, but then the manufacturer's half full of shit when they deny it. You know, it's like, you don't know for sure. Like, stuff changes. Like, you know, we're, we're about to find out with the Illusioni, the re-release of the Cruzado originals. You know what I mean? So well, that, you, you're going to find out. I've never had the original, so. Yeah, oh, I have, um, I have, I have, I at least have this, um, I, I at least have the two larger Pertolas. So I think I have, like, maybe three or four of each size left. From, you know, I think I mentioned this to Mo, but I think Mo should do an event only, you know, because he does a lot of events. Well, pre-COVID, he was on the road um, every other week. He'd be on the road, and if he came out with, you know, uh, similar to Tat, similar to my father, that that um, cardboard, you know, and then did a Maduro Habano Connecticut in like a different size. And I mean, I could just see like the card, like in my head, I'm like, it's fucking beautiful. Like the cardboard and it's like that teal color. I'm like, that would be so fucking dope. And then it would be like, like he could do something different, like put like a, a pigtail on it and a close foot. I don't, whatever, you know, but he should do a lance, a three pack of Lanceros as like a fuck you to himself. Yeah. And the other guy on the Sultans of Smoke. Him and, yeah, him and Rich. Do, <laughs> yeah that would be dope i mean just to do like a, a three pack and a size that like a perfect you know i mean perfecto lancero would be pretty expensive and he he yeah. makes a robusto and he makes a precipitation size so i don't know what it could Dude, be that, like a that unicorn vitola from Saka, like you know the factory has those molds you know what i mean yeah that, that perfectos whatever it is like six six and a quarter by 60 or whatever it is have you smoked a unicorn no i have one from the original release um that I got and uh, never haven't smoked it. It's sitting in there. Have you tried uh, the the Brulee Blue? Yes. Yeah, I did try the blue. Yep. I like that one. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, yeah, it's a little mild for my taste, but it, um, you know, for what it is, it's an excellent cigar. Yeah. And I, I love Lonsdale's. Like Lonsdale's just a killer. Yeah, like that original black, the original Black Friday that came in that black um, five pack. That's like one of my favorite. That's my favorite Black Friday in that yep. size too. Yep. You know, uh, Dom, is there an event cigar that sticks out for you? Dude, I can't think of any other than Menelik. And I didn't even get that one from an event. I think you, someone sent one to me. So if I have Richie one. maybe? I don't know. Black Label's had a couple good uh, event-only cigars. The M- MBK Lizard King. Yeah. Yep. That's a great one. Yeah, cool. um, yeah. I love the MBK blend, man. That was, The original MBK was the blend that hooked me on James's stuff. And like his, I would, like James's palette is so different from every other i'd say he's the like all the all the big brands all the boutique brands that we're all into and stuff like they're all these guys are very unique palettes from each other but he is the most different from all of them just in the just in that like earthy like dark you know bittersweet kind of you know all all his blends like you know a ton of that stuff you know and he he was that, that mbk was the one that really grabbed me a few years ago and, and I remember hearing about him and he was just, you know, in the, the first few years their company was around like the, you know, just another small boutique brand that is, you know, becoming popular. And it was one that for some reason, I just kind of, I strayed away from for a while from trying one, there was no shop in Pittsburgh to carry any of that stuff like anywhere near here. So that's the main reason. But then once I, once I got my hands on those NBKs, I was like, okay, I started ordering. I was like calling stores that don't even have websites and stuff like, Hey, do you carry, you know, do you have any of these? I'm like, Oh yeah. And I was finding, you know, nocturne deliverance from a a couple years before. And like, you know, I, I ended up branching out to a bunch of different retailers just to find black label trading stuff, you know what I mean? And, uh, but anyway, that NBK was just, that's, that's an iconic blend to me. Like I I adore that cigar. Yeah. For me, I think what sold me was that, that, that killer B with that Candela close foot. I mean, that is, that would yeah i've smoked a couple boxes of those i I have a box in there that's probably two years old and then the cato was an event only he's done some good event only ones um yeah uh fuck oh this is okay last question i'll wrap it up dom sorry oh my goodness Uh, i've got three last questions i know last go ahead (laughs) for sure the last one so you guys know i already named my like core four brands do you guys, if you can only smoke Roma Foundation and Tat, yeah. If you guys could only smoke four brands for the rest of your life, what four brands would it be? Uh, well, you guys think know. I'm just gonna say with Patina, that Connecticut, like, you could say, oh, you know, it's weird that I have Patina in the top four, but that Connecticut is so fucking good for me. If I could only smoke one Connecticut for the rest of my life, it would be that one. So that why that's why Patina's in there, you know. He's only got three blends. The Maduro's really good, Habano's really good, but that Connecticut Churchill, if I could only smoke one Connecticut for the rest of my life, is that Churchill. That's why it's in there. If you guys think it's weird, any listeners or anything. But No, that's that's I mean for a, for a, a a newer brand that's, you know, a smaller company and has a smaller portfolio, like that's saying something. Like that's a commitment yeah. to that. That's cigar, you know, it's that's like mad respect for that. Um, Tyler, I know for me, I'd have to substitute something with Lugione. Um, and like you know, you're you smoke a lot of Espinosa, Lugione, Black Label, 
you know, and Tad and Roma. So for you, I'll, what's it, what's here for? Oh man. Uh, Tatuai is definitely one. I mean, that's, I always, I always tell people, I'm like, I have a bunch of favorites, but only one favorite. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I've been a, you know, I, I remember, I remember I was working in a cigar shop here in Pittsburgh in 2003 when Tatuai first came out and they ordered them and they're like, you know, I remember the shop owner saying like, oh yeah, it's some, some white dude from California. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was just, uh, to me, it's just, you know, I can't, you know, I, I absolutely adore the brand and everything. And, um, you know, so Tat's definitely one. Illusione is definitely one. And those other two spots, man, I mean, I, how do you choose between... Roma, yeah, Roma, Black Label. For me, uh, I mean... Espinosa's got to be one of them. Um, not just the quality of the cigars, but the quality of the people. Yeah. You know? I mean, Eric and, and those guys are just, you know, Hector, just un- unbelievable, you know. Um, Eric's so, one of the nicest dudes. I've only met him a couple of times at the trade show, but the yeah. the owner, Matt, is really good friend with them. Like, He's the real deal, man. Yeah, like he sent, like, uh, he had an event up at Lake Country, and he brought uh, – he sent up a coffee machine and then he showed, he sent a video like him how to use it, showing Matt how to make this, you know, Cuban coffee and yeah. sent like this little video and, okay. you know, Eric's just like the real deal and, and Hector's a character. Yep. Yep. Um, man, I, I don't know if I can do, I don't know if I can narrow it down to just four. I mean, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't choose between like Black Label and, and um, Roma and like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, there's, and there's others too. Like, I, I mean, all the, all the, I've been an Agonorsa fanboy since before, you know, before, you know, like HVC is real hot right now. I love that stuff is awesome. Um, you know, but you know, the warped stuff I've always liked and, and, um, you know, like I've just, I've been. Saka stuff. Um, yeah. How, yeah. How do you discount that? Yeah. Hey, you know, the, just with the vast per- portfolio they have, Crownhead has been coming out with some great shit. Yeah. This year has been a really good year for Crownheads. That Mil Diaz is really good. Yeah. That that Capo especially. Uh, Ty, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make what? a um. <clears throat> maybe we'll post it as a story, as a blank <laughs> slate, and then we'll fill it up. But it'll be this like a, a plain screen, but we'll have tiers. So you have your God tier brands, upper tier, mid tier, low. Uh, maybe not low tier. God upper upper mid and mid and we'll like put our logo on the side and then we'll have people just all you have to do is like screenshot it and then you write in your brands and where you think they fit in yeah that'd be cool yeah i'll find a way to make it look nice dom i i think i'm pretty synced with you um the only the two that are fighting for a spot are dapper for me and crowned heads I, I've never been a huge Crown Heads fan until I think this year. <laughs> One cigar can change everything. I know. Well, it's like with well, it's, like it's, me and Crux now. Like that Epicure Maduro is fantastic. Dude, that's another AJ cigar. Yeah. I mean, I'm well. That's something for another discussion, or or have that. We'll have that discussion either not on the podcast since we're running out of time here, or or you have the discussion with somebody else, and I'll have the discussion with somebody else at some other time. Like. But there's a theory that someone pointed out to me like a year ago, maybe, that AJ Fernandez is the he is like the next Pepin. I just read an article about that. Yeah. Oh, I what, what article? Because I'm gonna read it. 
um, it was on Half Wheel, and it was like from seven years ago. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I'll send you, I'll send you the so link. If that's the case, then, then Charlie or whoever wrote it is truly like an oracle because it's – I remember hearing someone say that a couple years ago, and I was like, no. I mean, not a couple years ago, maybe five or six years ago. Like, like there's no way that that's – you know, like this guy makes a bunch of cigars for Cigars International or, you know, like they're yeah. – you know, I'm like there's no way. And then now I see it, and it's like years later, I'm like, holy cow. Like it's, it's truly like the quality of his stuff has risen, you know, to, to the occasion, like, you know, to that of his peers and in every way possible. So it's weird that I don't find myself smoking a lot of Papine's own stuff or AJ's own stuff. Exactly. Isn't that weird. Is it because I don't know the guys? No, I, I, I don't, you know, like my father's got some great cigars, AJ, that new world. I, that was one of the first cigars. Yeah. Like I got hooked on that was like, you know, like this is six bucks. Like this is fucking nuts. That new world, you know? And then the last call, like for that price point, I was yeah, killer cigar. I mean that that little last call, those little uh, I forget what the size is. It's like a little four and a half by forty eight or something. Um, it, and I haven't smoked thing. either of those in forever. Yeah. And that New World, Connecticut, is really good too. Yep. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because you get to know. Like I spent time with all these guys in Nicaragua. You know, uh, Dion, yeah. Nick, Skip, Mo. Uh, Pete, you know, yeah. and I've, I've met Pepin and AJ in Nicaragua too. I met yeah. James Brown, you know, it's, uh, but look at, look at the parallels of those two guys, like how they, how, when they, what stage of their life they came to the United States from Cuba and like when they started, like how old they were when they, you know, branched out into the different parts of their business, like when they started their own factories, when they started buying farms, you know, all that stuff, like the, all the little similarities, like the fact that neither of them speaks English, you know what I mean? Like there, there's so many little weird, little like freaky kind of like comparisons you can make, but um, like you can even start comparing some of the cigars they've made, you know? Yeah, that's a good, that we should do that. Uh, that yeah. would take some research on my part. Yeah, it's, kinda... a, it's a serious cigar nerd topic, but it would be, it would be a really cool thing. To, I'd love like, to get Rich on there. It'll be us three and Rich Mukau. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one brand that I haven't smoked in forever, and I don't know the next time I'll ever smoke it. Uh, Mumbacho. What happened to them? Mumbacho. Yeah. I. So like my. Sorry, I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, I. You keep asking interesting questions. I gotta keep answering them, dude. Uh. uh my biggest take is so, so like I, I've only met Claudio and um, his business partner, the Canadian dude. I can't remember his name. I've only met them once at the trade show last year. I was hang, hanging at the bar with, with uh, Island Jim Robinson and he's, he's buddies with them. And uh, he introduced me to him. Um, they seem like great dudes. Um, I know there is a trademark conflict that uh, Aganorsa actually owns the, the, the trademark for a cigar named Mambacho in the United States. So there could be some hurdle there. I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, yeah. But I also know that they, I've, I remember hearing them say that they have a very good following overseas. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they, you know, their, their non-United States uh, business is, is doing very well. So if they don't need to focus on pushing their brand here, which is already saturated with boutique cigars, you know, maybe they're focusing on Europe and other parts of the world. Um, that's my only guess. Yeah, I haven't, you know, and just how they, they run, it seemed like they'd run through people too. 
like with the um, marketing, like Robbie Raz and Jacqueline Sears, you know, and I don't know. And then like their Instagram totally like took another turn, yeah. you know, and now it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's just funny that the whole uh, uh, Maestro Claudio, you know, yeah. Master Blender, blended, he's got three cigars or whatever. Yeah. 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 All right. I think that's it for this week, guys. You sorry, sure? Don, I'll you sure you don't have any more questions, Tyler? <laughs> it's only been two hours. Don't, don't yeah. ask him that because he's hey, going to have like 10 I, more questions. Tyler, remember, it takes me double two edits. It's going to take me like four hours to edit this thing. It can wait a day. You can, you can hold off. No, he's, he's going to get it done tonight. Not two weeks. To, <laughs> thanks, Tyler. No, tomorrow's football night. Um... And no one watch. You're the only one Friday. who watches football anymore. I'm not the only one. No, come on. ICS, we've got a league going. I'm running the whole thing. I love football. Uh, but no, because I I really have to strap Dom, down. I want to ask you a question. I just remember. Yeah. What's up? Dom, I had one question for you. It was you were you were off camera, and I was like, hey, where where you know where do you go? I got I got a question. What other cigar podcasts do you listen to? I know Tyler listens to like all of them, like I do. What other ones do you listen to? I so I can't blame Tyler for not listening. I haven't listened to our podcast since, um, not since uh, the shutdown, but for like two or three months. Okay. Because the only time I really have that I listen to podcasts is when I'm commuting to work. But I've moved so close. I've been online for a long time, and then now I'm I can't even listen to November Rain because I get to work before it ends. <laughs> That's um. I try to listen no to November in every day of November. That's my thing. Oh, get, oh, get out of it! Come on. You are man. so weird with these, <laughs> with these theme months you have. Yeah. Okay. When I was 25, I tried to listen to "What's Up" by Four Non Blondes as much as possible because the first line is 25 years and my life is still yada yada. yada. Anyway, um, the the podcast. Should I listen to it every time, day for a whole year. I, it didn't work. I listened to it maybe like 12 times. Um, but when I go to visit my parents, when I help them move and whatnot, um, it was Soul in the Smoke. Nice. And yeah, you got ours. Exactly. And which one? Yeah. And and ours. I'll listen to an episode to see what we can change. Oh, okay. If I have any yeah, time after me, that, um, maybe I would listen to uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Not cigar related, but... <laughs> For it, me, it's uh, Salt and the Smoke, Cigar Coop, uh, El Oso Fumar. But a lot of it now is depending on the guest. Now it's like, yep. um, sometimes, how about that cigar? Cigar Authority, oh, depending on. Guys. I love, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't listen to How About That Cigar for the first, like, three months that it was out or so. Like, maybe the first dozen or 14 episodes or so. And then I was like, you know what? they're having some awesome guests on, you know, I, I just didn't have time. Like I only had time for so many podcasts, but once I started listening to it, like Matt and Garrett are just awesome. Like they're, I love their perspective. Matt, Matt's voice is like, you can't have a better radio voice. Like I yeah. used to work in the music business in another life, but you like from an audio engineering perspective, like Matt, Matt Ty's voice is a, the voice for like, he could, he could work for in professional sports as a sportscaster. Like it's, yeah, he's, he's I might have I might have the worst voice for uh, podcast, but nah. no, I would I would say you just sound like an average, you know, it's average kind of person. Talking. All right, it's up go. there for the worst. <laughs> All right, um, anyway, uh, yeah, those guys are great. Um, 
I just don't, I don't like the segments. I don't like segments like where it's what? like the, the, how many oh. people died? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that segment. Some of the like, segments don't I don't like. like. His uh, specific um, segments or segments yeah. in general? I like some segments are good. Some aren't, you know, we've been slacking. So, I haven't done any analogies. I'd rather just words of the day. Ugh. No, I don't even know. You probably had a shitload of stuff. We didn't even like my, it's just amazing how we were able to fill like two hours. And the only notes I have are a list of tattoo ice cigar. I wonder if Chris smoked and then two samplers, you know, that's it. But, uh, oh, it's just, we didn't really talk to Chris about how we met, you know, it's just cigar nerd stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah it's, if you could, I'll come back on, you know, whenever, whenever you want, man. Um, we definitely gotta get you back on. Yeah. Cause this was, uh, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and like, there's a few times where we've had to edit or Dom had to edit, like there's some like breaks, but we've been like, there's just so much shit to fucking talk about and you don't get to nerd out, you know, cause some of these podcasts, they're not nerd, not like they used to. Now they're kind of like with the segments, you know, which I you know, that's, you can have, like, you can't have all cigar talk, you know, like, that's, like, our podcast, like, we don't, it's not all cigar stuff, but, yeah, you right. know, it's, like, but we, you know, we touched on the COVID shit, but, you know, it's, I like it, I like the cigar stuff yeah. the most, you know, so, all right, guys, thank you, Chris, so much, we're going to have to get you on for a part two, man, thank you, Definitely. thank you, was this your first podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, actually, yeah. Wow, you did you did great, man. And I knew you would do good because I knew you would do good because me and you uh, were you on you were on one of our zooms from Lake Country, the Patina one. Yeah, with Mo. Yeah, right. And right. when I, I that yeah. reminded you know that reminded me like it, there was times in that zoom. I mean, Mo was awesome. Like he was he was you know you guys were like a boss. Like just you know you had stuff all. But like once it got in like a good forty five minutes or whatever, like it's there was times when it started to like you know, trail off a little bit and I could tell there was like a lull and I'm like, boom, I got a question ready to go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, we, we definitely got to get you on again and uh, for yeah, sure. Man. Well, sooner rather than later, man, because there's, we man. barely scratched the surface. We talked about one, one brand. We talked about Tatawaya shit, you know, there's yeah. so many other brands we could really nerd Absolutely, out on. I, I love all these guys and you know, I'm, I was kind of slow getting into the, I've only been on the social media side of cigars, like just, just even knowing that there was cigar Facebook groups since like 2016 maybe. So I was kind of slow to, had I, had I gotten into the Facebook groups like in 2009 when, when they all started like the original ones, like it'd be a whole different, whole different story, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, you know, but um, any anytime I can talk cigars, man, it's my it's my number one hobby. So me too. You know, maybe I'll um, you know, you know, if there's any other cigar podcasts that are looking for a last minute guest, you know, hit me up. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk cigar nerd shit all night with you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank Appreciate you guys man. for having me. Yep. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. God bless. Rock and roll. All right, boys. Good night. Yeah.